0: 3D6, down the line.
1: And hello, everybody. We're back. Welcome to the Britannica YouTube channel, where we are rolling through episode 8 of our Dolman Wood, uh, Old School Essentials campaign. With me, as always, we have Mike playing Alfred Berthistle, the magic user, Ted playing Argus Dreger, the fighter, and Matt playing Halifax Swinney, the knight. Uh, for the second week in a row, we are unable to be joined by David, who is playing Snell the Hunter. Uh, he is not dead to me tonight. Uh, he has a true and legit uh, emergency with one of his pets. Um, and uh, we hope that everything goes well in that regard. So hopefully we'll have David back with us next week. Uh all right and lastly before we get down to business uh, big news for the channel and I, I know it's relatively small time but we are super happy to to announce that we actually did make it over 500 subscribers uh thanks to all of you viewers which is super awesome so thank you all for liking and subscribing and sharing it and please continue to do so so um that is awesome news so thank you everyone out there for uh, getting us t- uh, to that milestone and uh we will attempt to churn out continue to churn out content uh so uh With that in mind, here we go. So last time we met our heroes, you guys were in Castle Brackenwald, I believe, right? Um, Well, it's
2: the city of Brackenwald, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, the city of Castle Brackenwald, which has also the castle of Castle Brackenwald, right? Um, You just had your meeting with the Bishop Sanguin, the leader of the uh, Palaetic Church in the Normanwood region, and you negotiated with him, uh, thanks in large part to Elfric's Wiley, um, negotiating skills <laughs> to procure uh, his services, the church's services in a large and complicated ritual to rid you of the death rot that was imposed upon you by the gloom at the ruined Abbey of St. Cluid. Newly healed, uh, feeling just dandy, uh, you have decided to return probably to prigwort but possibly uh, to um we were kind of discussing this uh, to to take the, the take take upon yourselves the quest um that has been compelled uh what's the word i'm looking for um that has been placed upon Halifax swing's and welcomed uh, yes um in order to save Great. his save his soul when a knife was at his throat after a drunken night of carousing um it was a a a beautiful woman promised him his heart if he should uh, bring her the bronze ring, which was already something that Drew, the Consulting Wizard of Prigwort uh, was asking for. So the question is: Do yeah. you bring it back to Mossemeyer or do you bring it back to her? Do you I even mean, bring it? Matt gets the I mean,
2: Matt gets the bonus experience here. and We all have to just get a big pain in the butt because of this. <laughs> I
3: don't well, know deal at all. Yeah,
4: and uh, nah. I mean, thankfully, like you guys don't even
3: know about this yet. <laughs> no. like, True. <laughs> really. You're gonna go all squirrely on us, and we're right. gonna we're gonna be like, "Hey, where's our payout?" Well, we'll, we'll let's let's see what let's see what happens. My boy's been thinking. My boy's been thinking. Oh,
1: Bruce, where to find you? And that'll be that. All right. So it is the nineteenth
3: of to Go around taking bargains from strange ladies in lakes. You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: No
2: system of level advancement at all. Come on. Am I gonna get full
3: sword of it?
1: Okay, so it's the 19th of Limewell. Uh it's very, very cold. What I have down for the weather is that it was frigid mist today. Yes. Uh, oh so exactly. Yeah. So uh it's I think uh, we're
3: ready to travel. Yeah. And I think can, oh. can we like spend some coppers and just load up on baked goods for those crazy those crazy Amazonian uh um Yeah, I think we totally should. Buy is just <laughs> You, you wanna buy, buy some,
1: some. you want to buy some of those, yeah? Fresh pastry.
3: Yeah, Let's just load up on baguettes. Okay, uh, John. An,
4: another question, mm-hmm. in addition, because yeah, baked goods all over that, absolutely. Um, another question that I had was regarding the uh, the map that mm-hmm. uh, Halifax purchased. Yes, yeah. We can think of two think different so. kind of avenues because we have to pass by the forest uh, where our, our our target, where we know the the mound the right. ring is you mm-hmm. have to pass by that to go up to Prigworth but the directions that we've gotten so far have been like go directly south from so right. i'm just curious if uh with the map that we got would it seem to make more sense to kind of take a left off the road and go um into the forest from there or does the map kind of co- corroborate Oh, go to Prigward first, and then go south. From
1: well, there. 100%, the safest route is to is to stay on the roads, right? Um, so right. that that would be involved going um, just to Castle Brackermall, back to Prigward, and then going south. Yeah. Regardless, at the end, the end point of that trip, where you would have to uh, venture into the forest proper. Now, as a crow flies, you could certainly just, um, you know, if you wanted to make it sort of safe, you could go back to the refuge of St. Key, and then sort of jut off to the west and um, attempt to, and then... You know, then you can you do some hex exploring. Maybe on the way over there, check out Fog Lake. You know, that that sort of thing. Um,
3: Have we actually explored a hex yet? I don't. I think we might have done one.
1: You you did the 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 hex that is Prigwort, and you discovered that Prigwort was there. And I I think we foraged
4: (laughs) once and got mushrooms.
2: Yeah, that was on the road from the yeah yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, Matt, uh, and it would make sense. But I think we should go back and get Ethel.
4: Oh yeah, I mean it only if like the map said, Oh yeah, it's right off the road.
1: Okay, well let's say this. Um <laughs> yeah. uh the map I told you was pretty highly detailed for the area, but he the map seller at the Antiquarian bookmark did mark bookmark did yeah. tell you that um, you know, because of the proximity of the ferry and all that kind of stuff that you, nothing's too reliable, so just kinda of take it all with a grain of salt. But yeah. uh the let me see if I can um figure this out with the player map here. Um we're talking about, if you're looking on Albert there, that yep. the supposed location is right around here. Right.
4: Oh, right. okay, that's farther south than I thought,
1: okay. Now, um, I'm looking at my exact map here, like the this, the big secrets map. Um, it is very much out of your way to go, uh, distance-wise, to go back to Prigworth and head south. You could head directly west across the fields, um, intersect Fog Lake, And then, let's see, we'd be going, I'll just give you a distance here. It would be about, let's see, four, Mm. about 22 miles directly west, um, whereas you would have to go uh, 6, 12, 18, 18, 22, 22, basically back to Prigward alone, and then another 14 or so directly south.
4: Mm. Okay. Uh, From Prigward.
1: From pre Now, you also have to judge that by the fact that you're on horses, and so if horses on roads can beat ass, you know, beat ass back to Prigwort with no problem at all, as you as you learned. So, right. whatever, whatever is your pleasure. You know what I mean? The safe, the safe route, the sure route is to go back to pre You still have to do some um, woods exploration from there. Um, it's up to you.
4: Okay, so there's there is um, as as we're like um, packing up to go, we're getting our we're purchasing our. Uh, it's good bribes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, when we are ready to kind of like get on the road, um, Halifax would have a few things to say to his party that may affect this one way or the other. And uh, you know he's been he's been thinking about this, and he he uh, looks to his fellows, kind of packing up their gear, getting on their horses, and he says. Uh, brothers brothers we've uh we've been granted this uh incredible boon by the church this gift of 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 life itself oh frick you were you were gonna die in just a, like a phase f- now i've
3: die. sold my soul to a priest <laughs>
4: uh, there are worse there are worse things uh And maybe you've sold your soul, but you know what? You sold your soul with a brother. (laughs) And he looks at you, and he's like, I think there is something to all of this. We came in, Wart, how long was it? Just days ago. Together. Looking like... uh, Garbage, just garbage. Look at us now. He just spoke to the Bishop himself. You, you convinced him to cure us, to bring us back to life. Uh, Yes, we've got some obligations now, but we're obliged to one of the most powerful factions, those powerful entities of this this whole place. Isn't that what this is all about? Power, money, knowledge. It's, it's everything, everything that we've dreamed of. And I, i well, none of us would be here if it, uh, if it weren't for you either, Argus. We were dead on the ground with that glow, dead on the ground. Who dragged us back? You dragged us back? You could have left. I saw the fear in your eyes. You could have just left. Back. is this going somewhere
3: yeah I'm feeling uncomfortable yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: love you guys man I love you so much I,
3: I love you too buddy so what do you doing? I carved I carved somebody else's initials on the tree not yours <laughs> my
1: initials he carved I think but uh what are you what are you trying to convince them of Halifax here,
0: here I appreciate heres where we're here's where we're going
2: John. okay there we go let's mm-hmm. get to the what do they call it what do you guys call it the money shot
0: oh yeah no
4: refuse here's what here's what the thing. something happened to me in Prigward or we came down here yeah a lot of yeah, things happened to, happen
2: happen to all of us yeah man
4: uh this is this uh, this is something I haven't told you uh, until until we're cured of this disease quite frankly it didn't really matter because we were going to be dead in but now that we have this shot at life, this is important. And he'll go on to tell them everything about that night. The oaf in the oast, we got totally loaded, got lost looking nope. for the bathroom, nope. ended up in the back room, and okay. how he was gonna die. Describes that the, uh, Haggett was there, his two big burly guys, um, how they were paying off the, the, the town guard, which is definitely something that we've, you know, is on our to-do list mm-hmm. to do list, look into. But, you know, he explains to them, they had me to rights. I mean, I think I could have, I think I probably could have taken them, but <laughs> they had a knife to my throat. I was okay. a dead man. And in that moment, I prayed, I prayed to the one true God, just get me out of this. Just let me live. I got stuff to do. And I can't tell you exactly what happened, but the lady appeared. And to me, and I've checked this out, she seemed to be the vision of the prophet Isaiah herself. I know it, so- it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, all but right. the only reason why I'm alive here, right, right here, right now, is that those guys saw something too. And they fled and left me alone.
2: All right, all right. I mean, I've seen uh, crows turn into a monster and uh, turn back into crows. So, I've seen the bishop cure the rotting flesh of your of your body. Exactly. I'm prepared to believe your vision that's great i'm I'm glad that, as you know, the prophet paid a visit and see you, you you may be glad a little too soon <laughs> oh, oh, oh. she
4: did ask one thing of me Us one thing,
2: yeah she wants you to kill that hegged guy.
4: oh no, she couldn't care less about him oh. all she all she mentioned was that she wanted me to bring her. The same ring, that self same bronze ring. Bronze ring,
2: bronze. Ring. Bronze, yeah. Bronze ring. The bronze ring, Druze wants. That we've promised to the wizard. The five thousand dollar payday. <laughs> from Druze. that that ring. That's the
4: that's the one. That's A the dollar.
3: One. <laughs> Is this some sort of dragish currency?
4: <laughs> I've never heard of that. These weird dollars that you speak of. Um. So brothers, I. I don't know what to tell you. I could have kept this to myself. I could have conceivably tried some kind of trickery at the end to try to sneak this steal. But that's not who I am. We're brothers. I come to you. I tell you this in earnestness.
3: John, I get right up in his face.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey
3: cry his eyes open i stare in them i smell his breath i like you know uh you know once. just kind of <laughs> be like see if he smells like fairy enchantment is someone yanking his chain does he seem like he's <laughs> under some sort of magical like you know <laughs> quest thing whatever <laughs> he sure um, seems
1: adamant more adamant than than the normal about this particular line about this particular, but
3: he's been adamant about everything. Adamant about saving the kid. Adamant about. Fighting but You the understood bulbs. that
1: one. You understood that one. Yeah, like yeah. you know,
3: and it and it paid off. It did, yeah, yeah, you
1: yeah. know. But you it you know by that by according God. that accor- according to Swinney's moral code, that saving the lady Violet, of course, would be the right thing in his mind to do, whether or not sure. you guys believed it. But
3: I I just need to know if I smell fairy on him
1: because you, you don't smell fairy. Fuck. Uh, but he does <laughs> seem to have like a probably a little bit of like a beatific smile on his face you know what i mean like there's something off you could i, I would say that as as you as alfric would would probably notice that all
3: right you know I take a piece of cold wrought iron <laughs> and press it between his eyes <laughs> and i look for a reaction in his pupils
1: his reaction is your is his fist in your face probably but <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah no, I'm, not, I'm not doing it meanly i'm just mm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> people
1: on the streets are looking at I... you with the cold morning like what the, e the Epa guy is doing <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, like
4: bring it on, brother! Bring it on! All I feel is the love for the faith. true one, God.
1: Right? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So, how you guys reconcile the fact that he is bringing up this completely different reason for getting the bronze wing when you were already sort of like, yeah, we could get that ring. That's going to get us five thousand gold. That's up to you guys to decide how to reconcile it. But, but um, that said, uh, I will point out, uh, you certainly don't have to. But you are in Castle Brackenwold where I have to told you that you know if you want information or you want goods or something like that, this is the place to get them and all that kind of good right. stuff. Um, if you want to know more about this supposed burial mound, this might also be the place. Right? Like, you you know, all you know is that he, he wants this bronze ring from a skeleton's hand, but but because he, Moslemire, refused to give you any more details, um, all you have to go on is that it's the burial mound. There's supposed to be a skeleton in there and there's a bronze ring on it. In, in fact...
4: Um, as he's recounting this tale, he would pitch in the extra details that she kind of sprinkled in throughout that. Just, he may have said, like, you know, get the ring from the skeleton's hand or whatever, but she also told him that this ring was a key to a door to the fairy underneath
2: the mound.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That was a little okay, extra. That's, now, see, that I got to tell you, that does not sound like something a prophet would say. That sounds like something a fairy would say i mean
4: i I, I, can, oh, I can only tell you what i feel brother i can only I, I tell hear you, what you I feel. But,
2: but correct alfred correct me if i'm wrong but i mean uh, the prophets and the saints they don't they don't truck with fairy
3: right well i mean there's legends and i'm making this up john so feel free to counteract me mm-hmm. but there's legends that fairy has to send um a tithe to hell every year
1: that I is mean, that that is something that you've heard told around. You know, you, you, up to you if you put credence to it. But sure, you've heard that you've heard that rumor spread. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, what like they the, have to send like thirty thirty Fey to hell every year for what? It's the deal they worked out, man. The God sufferance to uh, to you be know, allowed to exist. I what you are saying. What I would suggest we do is you guys put us up in a hotel, because I'm broke, and I will do another day of research at the um, academy to see if I can find out any information about this specific mound and why it might be of either religious, and the academy is sponsored by the church, so if there's a religious connection, we should be able to figure that out, or what the, um, what the, uh, see if there's any actual legends about the ring itself, but at least a a history of the mound itself might be, um, I could pay for
2: a room for us. Yeah,
3: that's fine. I'm broke. Otherwise I'm sleeping in the woods. (laughs) No, no, no.
2: uh, (laughs)
0: Um,
2: so we decide to stay and do some research. So yeah. Um, if you want to just go do that, I'll take care of getting, uh, getting us a place and stabling the horses
3: and um why don't you guys see if there's any other sages in town or anything like that that also we can get some information from i'll um, go the academic route you guys go like the uh wood person route
4: (laughs) i can i can use my my special lady senses well i think
2: you know halifax you're a squire i mean maybe there's like uh you know like uh uh jousting practice field or something you could go to and uh, gather information or meet um, some other knights or something. Maybe I could, because I'm kind of more of a man at arms, maybe I could go hang out at some low dives and ask around about, you know, maybe guides or travelers who've been up that way. I realize we're splitting up, but it might make more sense to maximize our our skills uh rather than me following one of you guys around okay what do you think i'm
4: game we can we can definitely do that uh trust in our own devices for a day see if we can gather any more information john
3: while i'm at it i'm just gonna see if the um academy keeps any dossiers or anything like that on enchanters in uh non-sanctioned enchanters and uh in um, Dolman Wood and see if they have anything on uh, uh, Mossamer. On Mossamer, okay. Mossemeier.
1: Um, okay, so uh, as far as your, if you're gonna be staying overnight, um, the previous night you were actually doing the vigil, right? Yeah. Um, so, we wake up like the 19th
2: of Limewald, we're healthy. Yeah,
1: so right. uh, you have your choice of three different inns, basically two of them are going to be um, uh, fancy food and lodgings and one of them is going to be poor, so there is no actual middle ground of common. Um, uh, would you? What, what do you prefer, poor, or? or uh, uh, uh,
2: what's the cost so Argus,
1: Argus would you know think?
2: Well, the guys have had it rough. I'll go check out one of the nice places, and then when he hears how much it costs, he'll be like, "Oh, I'll go to the poor place." But let's find how much it costs to go to the nice place. Uh,
1: well, it would be. Uh, let's see. The cheapest would be uh, at a fancy lodgings. Would be. Um, uh one private room per night which would be a gold
2: oh i yeah i'll do that you want to do
1: that okay so private you can
2: Room uh, for all three of us or three rooms
1: uh it, it uh no it would be one gold per person right it, it, there's no like doubling up in the room like they right. you know you could if you wanted to but they fine, probably fine, they probably fine. find out you know uh okay so you have um
2: UTP. And, and the, we can get stabled and everything and well, get the, the horses.
1: The very fanciest is the is the bitter rose. Um, if you if you'd like. Um it's it used to be the home of a minor noble. And now it's like an old fashioned like wooden manor that's been converted into like the city's fanciest inn. Um and it's uh, quite nice. It's a former feasting hall as a common room. Uh musician's that hmm? the price you were quoting me, the three gold
2: for the three of us? Yes, or?
1: that's correct, yeah. Um, they have one of the finest wine cellars in the entire duchy, so it has every single wine that is listed in the Dolmenwood Players book, which is pretty cool. Okay. Um There okay. is a, a a ducal suite, um, if you want, that costs twenty gold per night. Does uh, it have a heart shaped tub? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you can get you can get your portrait painted here if you wanted to
2: no i'm not good looking enough for that
1: oh i think about that coming back though just just put it out there a little dangling in front of you whenever you get super famous (laughs) and you got the money to blow um it's a
2: painting on our horse
1: it's a it's 500 gold per per portrait um it's painted over a series of 1d6 plus six days um but it is by a sanctioned artist and quite lovely as there are many examples on the walls um and uh they have mysterious owners apparently you know that they're owned by a wealthy merchant family but they keep their identity very well guarded lots of private dining rooms uh and you've got tables are served with a uh, manner trained waiting staff like downton abbey sort of style you know uh, you know full on butler and everything so very very lovely so yes i will
2: get us three rooms and you know stabling for the horses and then i'll go off and do my research once the rooms are ready
1: Great. So that's right at the base of Claude's seat. Um, so you basically are like, you know, the, the, the Castle okay. Hill is right above you. Um, and uh, you go off to your separate area to sort of find what you would like. So um, what I'm going to do just to shorten this um, is I'm gonna just going to roll a D3. Uh, one is Mike, two is Ted, three is Matt. And that's the person who's going to find the info. Uh, actually, uh, if they if they find the info. So how much money do you want to sort of grease to, I mean, you know, to spend to sort of get what you want it doesn't really matter who's I'm doing what. you am gonna
3: need to be financed, guys. I don't. <laughs> I, don't have any money. <laughs> I have a really awesome spell. I'll cast some. All right,
2: here. I'll, uh, well, I don't actually have that much more coin on me. It's mostly in the bank, but I can give you ten gold pieces. Sure. Uh, you know what?
4: I I'll um, uh, with all my big. Brotherhood talk, I'll, um, uh, let me do that. I'll, I'll, I'll do the, I'll put in 10. I don't know if you want to up that to 20.
3: I or just let,
4: let me handle Give me 20.
3: it. 20 is fine.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Give him 20. All right. So how much are you, how much are you two spending?
2: Um, I mean, 20 gold pieces in low dives, uh, looking for information about the area seems pretty good. I could buy a lot of cheap beer for 20 gold pieces.
1: Yeah, is that what you want to spend?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's it. that's how it works. Yeah. You don't
1: have to spend anything if you don't want.
2: No, I'm prepared to go buy people drinks, so...
1: 20 gold is a lot. Okay, cool. 2020 uh, and I'll, Halifax?
4: I'll spend... Uh, my funds are running lower, so I'll spend five.
1: Five, okay, cool. Roland dice. All right, Alfred. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, right. so uh, you go back to the Imperial Institute. Um, I do want to make another clarification um, about once again the church's relationship here, because it's—I—I I, I feel like it's—it's it's continuing to be misinterpreted. Um, and maybe I shouldn't even have stated to begin with. It's—it um, is its operations are sanctioned by the church, right? It has no ties to the church at all, right? Zero. Like it isn't. It is like a, it is an imperial institution and it actually is the Imperial Institute of Physics and Sorcerers is the name of it. But it does right. not it does not deal with the church. Um it has no contacts within the church. Um you know uh yeah exactly. I have my spell book. Yeah there you go. Um but it but it's literally like there's no there is um uh they do not talk to each other, they don't like each other. It's literally just the church has to deal with the imperator. And because the Imperator has an Imperial Institute of Physics and Sorcerers, it it is in the church's best interest in order to play nice. But if the church had their way, they would, they would burn them all. You know what I mean? Ooh. Um, so it's only the Imperator's, uh, you know, political might, you know, that, uh, that prevents them from doing that.
3: And okay. is that the relationship specific to Dolmenwood, or is that the relationship specific to the Pelagic church?
1: That's the entire church, their whole Pel- Pelagic church.
3: Interesting. Including. Okay, including, so We're not, we're sanctioned, but we're not, we're not.
1: You don't work together. You're not beloved. Yeah. None of that sort of so stuff. So the
3: bishop actually, the bishop was all like, oh, a, a sanctioned sorcerer. Like he was like, he seemed like he was pleased that I was a member of that academy though.
1: Well, he's just, it's just like, he can tolerate you basically, mm. you know what I mean? He's willing to talk to you, you know, that, that sort gotcha. of thing. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, he has no ability to actually condemn you or or do you any harm or anything like that. Um, on the surface of things, of course, who knows what he'll do behind the scenes? But I'm just saying that. Um, just be careful. Like, and that doesn't mean that there aren't plenty of pious sorcerers. There might be. You know, yeah. you you ap- apparently are one of those. But I'm just saying that it. Um, just just be aware of the divisions of of yeah, power absolutely. and loyalty lie there. Yeah, um, I'll I'll
4: be back in one minute, guys. Excuse sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry, at the time so you go back to the imperial institute um and uh um, unfortunately there is not an uh alumni discount (laughs) for accessing the library so you do have to pay the 20 gold Uh, but you do find out some interesting things your money goes further in discovering more things than what the other two would have Um, okay so uh give me a second here uh so first of all, you do find whenever you sort of correlate like legends um, of uh, famous people who have been buried in Dolman Wood, that sort of thing. Most of them have been interred in the crypts or in the graveyards of um, churches, right, or shrines. Unfortunately, a lot of those um, graves and uh, have been lost because the shrines themselves have been lost, right? So that's once again why the church would love to see those recovered. Um, and But, however, every once in a while there is someone who was just kind of buried out in the middle of nowhere. And this appears to be one of those people. So when you narrow that down, you come across an interesting legend. Um, actually, and you end up, you st- you end up viewing it through your day of doing research. Like it starts out as a legend, like just these stories of this one guy. The more you read, you, re- you, more, you, you realize that this was actually based on something that actually happened. It's sort of like viewing King Arthur as the legend and then finding out that he was probably based on an historical figure. You know, you know what I mean? Somewhere a long time. It's just like the, the legend's been inflated, but... Um, so, you hear the tale um, of a knight whose name was Sir Chide. And that's C-H-Y-D-E. So, um, this knight rose to fame during the um, war against the Cold Prince uh, over 900 years ago. Now, this was when, as I told you before, the Cold Prince was a fairy lord um, that uh, ruled over Dolman Wood with the cruelest of winters across the entire land, right? So, eventually, mortals... Rose up against his his dominion and uh, waged war against him, um, uh, vying for control of Dolmenwood and trying to break the spell of eternal winter that was laid over it by the cold prince. In the midst of the war, you uncover this story of this mighty warrior whose name was Sir Chide, who fought for the um, who fought for the uh, the Imperator, for the Dolmen, and for the Pelletic Church. Right now, you find an obscure reference, however. That in the midst of the war, he actually fell in a uh, he fell in love with a woman, who was called in all of the stories only the Lady of the Wood. All right, um, she is supposedly like a very mysterious woman, um, sorceress in nature. Um, uh, of course, unbelievably beautiful, blah blah blah. And they meet in the depths of the wood, and they betroth their love to each other, um, and they exchange rings of engagement in the in the betrothal. So that's just like a little side note that you notice. is like there's a little personal touch about this guy. Okay. In the end, though, um, the Cold Prince was defeated. Um, and the mortal armies were victorious against him. And the Cold Prince was exiled back to his fairy realm, which is called Phrygia. All right. So he's uh, uh, so he's, he's gone. All the Frost Elves go away. The Cold Prince is gone now. But he's like an ever-looming threat in the background. Um, and every year in winter, uh, the magic that sort of banished the cold prince away, weakens and winds kind of come in and uh, whisper of his desire to reclaim the kingdom, uh, reclaim his kingdom in the mortal world. And d- thus arises these legends that are, we've already talked about, that these are the ones that kind of scare children at night, especially during winter time. These times, right? These are the stories that are told. Um, you know, be careful or the cold prince will return, you know, that sort of thing. You think it's cold now. Well, back in, back a thousand it's years not. ago, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so uh, in the final battle, of the of the war that before he was banished which was fought on the grounds of the high wold which if you look at your uh uh look at your Dolman wood map here is right around here you see the high wold yep okay so it's so this rolling area of plains and uh, farmland and hills uh in the final battle uh, Sir Chide fought, and uh, he was mortally wounded. And he, his dying wish was that he insisted on being interred in a tomb deep in the forest. This is where your research was like, aha, this is what we're talking about right here, right? Um, and uh, the the lady, the, his love was never actually seen again. And there's lots of rumors that she died in the depths of the forest. Um Uh, in the glade where she and her love first met, you know, very sort of Romeo and Juliet sort of thing, right? Um, Now, uh, the extra money that you spent uncovers a certain things. First of all, was the fact that they had this relationship, right? This relationship that all existed. But you you are very clear that the guy's name was Sir Chide. Um, uh, What you discover and what is more than likely is that the lady in the wood was almost definitely, probably fairy. Right. And that therefore their love was forbidden human and fairy. Right. Um, And it's also more than likely that they they keeps on bringing up the ring, which Sir Chide wore all the time is brought up more and more often that that this ring that she she exchanged with him and that this ring is more than likely probably of fairy. Right. This clicks in your mind with the story that Halifax told you about the vision that he had, that this that this ring is a key to fairy. Right. and uh, you f- you also find out that the tomb in the forest was a site of pilgrimage for many many years um, until a series of hauntings caused the church to actually place magical wards on it and seal it off, and it became forgotten after some time. Uh, yes,
3: are hags fairies?
1: No. Not that you know of all the stories you've you've never encountered one, but the stories that you heard is that they are um, corrupt witches, basically, which is a different sort of thing.
3: Mm.
1: Um, uh, the last pretty thing good you research, Mike. The, What's that? That's pretty good research. Twenty golds a, a a substantial amount, yeah. So the um you, the last thing you is just a trifling thing, but you actually find. Notes of about certain items that um, he was known to have been buried with. Uh, one is a the sword that he wielded, um, which he slew to which he used to slay the fairy giant known as Butter for Bones, <laughs> which is so good. His uh-huh. <laughs> um, his uh his bron- not
2: much of a sword if you slay a giant named Butter for Bones. It's <laughs> like it's dull. It's got a rounded tip. <laughs> his
1: uh, his, his brought Use it
2: to slay toast.
1: Right. His bronze engagement ring and also the portrait of of, a a portrait of the lady that he had commissioned in this tomb.
3: And nothing about any magical properties of the ring or that the tomb was created on top of a mound which was a gateway to fairy.
1: No. Nothing about that but it does clearly As it reported, right? Yes. It said there was a, a, a series of hauntings later after it was a, a pilgrimage site caused it to be sealed. And yeah. there's also, you can confirm that um, uh, there's multiple sources that claim that the ring itself was of fairy, which uh, just automatically like by, um, you know, ma- makes it magical, you know, properties, you're not really sure, but, um, it, but if, if it is of fairy, that it is then natural, it is then naturally magical.
3: Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Good stuff. Okay. Let's um, see what you guys find in the pub.
1: Well, that's it. I'm just I just rolled like who finds the info and <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. You guys don't have to spend your money.
0: <clears throat>
1: oh, I don't spend the money. No. We don't. Have to spend oh. the
0: money. Nice.
1: We'll say that. We'll say that. Um, Alfred comes back and it's like, oh, Doug, hold on, before you buy that drink, uh, <laughs> I found everything we need. <laughs> oh.
3: Lap the coins out of his hand, and be like, "Don't feed that yeah.
0: one."
1: Yeah. I, I just don't want to spend a whole entire hour just telling you guys rumors about the place. I mean, I'd rather you actually no, go cool. do something with the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right.
2: Well, one one more thing, then John, just as a very quick side note, uh, I understand that not only is um, our fine hotel has a great wine cellar, mm-hmm. but I understand that um, the market today in uh, Brackenwold is Wines and Rare Spirits. Indeed. And uh, so Argus wants to get a little something to warm his bones on the road.
1: Sure. Uh, so You can, between the market and the actual selection of the bitter rose, you can basically get anything that is offered. Do
2: um, you have that, like, a list you can show us? or Not a list
1: I can show you. That would take a screenshot and uploading and putting up on Owlbear, and that's just kay. too much for me to do right now. Um, but you can give me, um, uh, you know, do you want like, do you want a more common wine, or do you want something that's
2: bottle of spirits
1: in the? Spirits. Well, okay. I've
2: yeah. got twenty to spend, so a bottle of spirits in the fifteen to twenty gold piece range. Whoa,
4: big spender.
1: Yeah, there's nothing that's like going to cost you anywhere near that. Awesome, I love it. Then I'll buy two or three. So you want the really good shit? I do,
2: Argus. One of the things Argus wanted to do, getting out of drag. Was drink good alcohol and go fishing.
1: Okay. Well, you're about to sample. Not, not either
2: of those things yet. really. Well, I get one carousing, so.
1: All right. So the top of the line stuff. Um, well, actually, this is for a drink. So yeah. I would say like a bottle would get you like four. So um, uh, there's two drinks here that are super high end. Let me just make sure I do have the right ones. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there's two that are super high-end that would cost you for a bottle, four GP each. Um, one is called Lord Oberon's Ambrosial, and the other one's called Purple Aspinthian. Would you like a bottle of both? One of each. One of each. Concept. Lord Oberon's Ambrosial um, Ambrosial is actually, you find out, uh, from House Oberon, which is the house that Mosselmeyer Druge is one of the elder members of. Oh yeah um, so it is um, actually Prigwort's finest distillation so it's kind of ironic in the fact that you're buying you know the finest thing that Prigwort offers in castle Brackenwold <laughs> um, it's uh, it's a brown spirit It actually doesn't look all that great um, and it tastes of sour rose hips but one tis, one t- uh, t- sip uh, turns imbibers into uh, slips you into a blissful reverie. So it's sort of like, uh, don't judge a book by its cover sort of thing. Um, the purple espinthian is probably, uh, it, well, they, they claim it's the spirit of the utmost refinement, pale mauve in color, tastes of bitter licorice. Um, the effect is that it brings on a, clear stated sta- a clear-headed stated, clear state in which the drinker feels immortal. So it's like, uh, it's like, it's uh,
4: <laughs> quite ironic. That's actually. great. It's actually oh, it's not, a Connigan that
2: test? is what you drink right before battle. <laughs>
1: Now it's you know what it is it's it's whatever uh, Jack Burton drinks in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Yes. It feels sort of invincible. <laughs> right on. Yeah. I buy one bottle of those. Yeah, man.
2: And then retire to the hotel and dine uh, well and.
1: Great. Okay, so you marked off the twenty GP for the thing. You marked off the eight GP for the bottles. and You marked off the three GP for the. Uh, rooms, correct? Well, 20GP came
2: from uh, uh fairy boy there. Right? That he gave to Alfric.
3: The thrall. You're a thrall. Oh, I thought
2: I thought we gave 10 each. Oh, fine. I thought you were covering it. Oh, no, I don't have that much you money. You felt bad about the horrors we were going to put us through. Okay. Oh, I, I don't feel are, that bad. You guys are poor. Just, just 10, 10 gold bad okay and then yeah i got everything then yeah john
1: okay great all right so uh why don't we roll for weather on the next day um you definitely have uh, none of you guys are hurt right uh, i don't know i think we're all
4: back up to full now we have been spending enough
1: to... great okay so it's going to be the 20th of limewald i got it 2d6 yes please
3: i love rolling dice.
1: nine that nine. sounds bad not horrible. Um, a cold wind and very gloomy, so very overcast. Um, and just a cold wind. Not too bad. Much better than okay. Frigid Mist. Okay. Um, um, oh,
4: so guys, one more uh, thing to think about in our decision whether to go uh, west through the forest um, or uh, down from Prigwart is um, one of the guys at the Oath and the Oath was a uh, a uh, town guard, right?
1: Member and of the so, ale Guard,
4: yeah. Yeah, the ale Guard. And they know my face, like they were in and ready to kill me. So I don't know if there's been any, like, oh, watch out for this guy if he ever comes back to town or whatever. Um, we can We can still do it. We just need to kind of be aware of that situation. Or we can just go
3: west. Either either I, one. I'm I'm for going west. I mean, at this point, I don't see the point of going up to Prigwort.
0: getting harassed us more money. By
3: a bunch of bakery um, junkies. We and, and, <laughs> like, already bought all the the pastries. We can eat those.
2: We can eat those. We can eat them. Okay. Um, I really wanted to go get Ethel. I think we're gonna freezing
3: to death in a tent, just eating like a key lime tart.
2: <laughs> okay. I, yeah, let's go. I, mean, I think we should go to Prigwort. I wanted to buy okay, firewood. You're
0: outvoted. Load
2: you're outvoted. up ethyl with firewood so we don't have to spend time gathering firewood and staying warm.
0: Well,
3: you know, cold. here's my thing, too, man. We we actually, for once, have the rations, have the stuff. It would be nice to do some actual hex searches while we go out there.
2: So... I mean, I believe me, I'm jonesing for that. Yeah. Uh,
3: who decided to make it winter when we started anyway? Because this blows. No. It was a bad roll. Bad roll. That I made. Thanks, Ted. <laughs> all
1: right,
3: uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of going up to Prigwort, but we could go up to Prigwort, load up on firewood, and then come down, and then we're better prepared for the woods. Okay, I change. I have. I have flip flopped. I'm gonna Swift burns all- for truth. Yeah, all in, we can, all in one day, we can get to
2: Prigwort half a day on our horses. Yeah. Up, and we could even, if you're con- that concerned about the guards, you could just circle around, we could go get the, the mule and the firewood and just leave and meet you on the south side of town.
3: Those dudes literally saw you get accosted by a beautiful fae woman. So they're not going to mess with you. Probably not. By the way, Probably John, I, I do relate to them all my research and say, while it's possible that you, estimable squire that you are, did indeed meet a prophet of the one true God, it could also be a fey woman who wants her ring back and is trying to glamor you into doing it.
0: I'm just putting it
3: out there. Just putting it out there. You, You might be on a mission from God but you might not be. Uh, I, I guess we'll have to see, because everything everything's pointing to mission from God.
0: Everything's everything pointing to is mission
4: from God.
3: While my minions here are gathering firewood and loading up the pack mule, I'm going to go stop by and see uh, Mosselmer Druj. And I'm going to see if he's, he's any of the mission... He's not here. Well, that's what we're doing. We're going to Prigg All right, all right. I'm going to go see the wizard. I'm going to tell him that we found some research on things. See if that's worth any any money to him. Um, but I will not tell him about uh, um, Swinney's, uh visit from God. Okay. Uh,
1: one second. Checking hex trains. Uh, Alright, cool. Alright, so you get up on your horses. We got Biscuit, Mandrake, and Turtle and uh you go back along the horse eye road and you pound down the road um it's uh once again windy but in overcast but uh the road is clear and you're able to pound uh, a lot of traffic i mean relatively for winter time um but uh since there's no precipitation there is a, uh, a substantial amount of traffic going back and forth as close to castle brackenwold and the uh the the city on a hill dwindles behind you um as you enter back under the eaves of the forest, entering first through um, that uh, that tunnel known as the Wench Gate um, where the where, where our initials sorry. are there yeah and uh, the, are our initials still there? still there yep yeah. um, and they greet you and they, and uh, all the faces kind of come alive as you're pounding down the road and they're like welcome to Podolman Wood enchanted forest do be careful on your stay don't tarry from this path you know and, and you underneath the woven branches and you uh, enter uh, uh, into the deep forest and soon um, after about an hour or so you find yourself at the refuge of St. Um you do not stop I assume you continue on
3: I think we keep going right yeah let's Ab- keep going Abbott
1: spatulard waves at you as he recognizes you and they all sort of uh, makes the sign of the revelator as you pound down the road um, and you continue on
4: as and- we start nearing that area where we were accosted mm-hmm. ahead of time I start keeping a, a close eye out because they were using trip wires before just like
1: yeah you are nearing that area um so you uh you come you're pounding down the road you going to get a little bit i assume that you you take caution when you know that you're approaching the exact point where the where the trip wires were um and as you slowly kind of bring your horses to a walk looking carefully ahead on the road you see that the um, the trip wire is no longer there um but there is what appears to be like the um like the device that you would wrap around the tree, like, you know, like a little peg, like in the tree sort of thing. Like you can see that, you know, it wasn't your imagination. Like it wasn't some hallucination. Like it was definitely something was was hooked up there at one point, but it isn't right now. Okay. Um, as you're quietly going through and there's pretty much silence in the wood, you feel it, it, this You're almost certain is probably something in your head, but uh, you can't help but hear uh, way off in the distance to the South. You hear the tittering of women's laughter somewhere in the trees to the South.
3: Um do we, go, do we go? Bring them some baked goods, or are we just going to end up in the pies?
2: I don't, I'm not heading into that forest. us. No. that but does yeah. not feel like it's on on
4: uh, on mission.
1: When you hear nope. the voices, you do look that direction just uh, uh, unconsciously, and you do spot that small footpath um, of beaten down uh, undergrowth that sh- they did point out when they were like, "Please come to the come to mother's we, house." So I mean, we have a couple loaves, right? Just said
2: against the tree, but I don't think they're going to know it was us. So
1: let's just keep okay. going. Keep going. All right. So you're like, all right. And you get back on your horse. Alf, you go. Connor,
4: are we confident enough now that we've kind of seen this coming from both angles that if we want to come back here on purpose and find it? Yes,
1: you can find it. Yeah. Not a problem. No rules. Okay. Nece- no rules necessary. Um, all right. So you you go traveling for about another two to three miles and slowly... And Alfric's head, he hears once again the moaning of the dead as he approaches the gates of Prigwart. I get twitchy. Yep. So your sense of dread returns. However, um, it uh, conflicts with the cheery town ahead of you that you're all happy to see. Um, And your horses are blowing by this uh, this point, but um, they have done you well on this... uh, very fast journey to and from the castle good old turtle and you enter through what is it it is the horse eye gate yeah the, no not the horse it's a horse eye road. you come in through the turret gate is the name of the east gate all right uh, i keep
4: a, a close eye for that uh that city guard that lost it. yeah so ruined. the guardsman yeah
1: yeah uh you know what i'll roll a chance hold on Okay, so the guards that are at the turret gate, um, not, one of them is not your guy. Neither, I should say, neither of them are your guy. <laughs> that made it sound like the other guy is your guy. <laughs> uh, but no. Does uh, one of them always tell the truth?
2: And the <laughs> one
3: one lie? Oh, he tells the truth. What a lie. So uh,
2: uh, if we want to pick up Ethel and buy a, enough firewood for her to carry that would last us for, I mean, I don't know how, she can carry quite a bit. How much would a mule load of firewood cost?
1: Uh, firewood. Well. I think I've got a thing for that. Thought so. Firewood, bundle. One gold.
2: How many bun? That's-
1: It's good for, like, a night.
2: I just spent one gold for a private room with the nicest hotel in Brackenwood.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> a gold for a bundle of firewood?
1: Yep, welcome to BX. It keeps you from freezing to death. It's, the economy here is so <laughs> weird. I know. You'll, you, it's I know, like I late know late it's, late it's, it's a late day late ruiner. Late. I know, but you, I, I have faith in all of you that you'll get over it.
2: <laughs> or, <we're,
1: laughs> so we're also, it's a gold. <laughs> we're okay, also going Into
4: a forest <laughs> of trees.
2: It takes a lot. Remember how much we spent time foraging for firewood and didn't find enough?
1: Um, I will tell you. Well, yeah, you can. That, that that's possible to happen. Depends on the weather, right? It was yeah.
4: yeah. It was raining that night.
1: Yeah. The other option is for me to make it realistic. Write it down. Make sure I document it so that I can refer to it back every single time that you want firewood. Instead of just being able to look at a pre published list which says one gold, so that's what I'm going with. <laughs> it's
3: fine. I just think it's amusing.
2: It's, I'm not stressing. Problem
3: yeah. here, Aren't aren't the price lists? It's the fact that we have failed to make any money in this game.
1: <laughs> yeah, soon this will and not now be destroyed. our next
3: payout is going to go to some, you know, fae trollop that lives in the woods and wants hey, our. Careful, careful, to, to,
1: careful, be, to be careful. fair, you have you have gotten a lot of money, but you you just spent it on good stuff. By the way, those horses have already paid off oh, in yeah. spades. So, all
2: right, I'm going to buy three bundles of firewood. I'm going to
3: watch and buy three bundles of firewood. You what? I'm going to watch you buy three bundles of firewood. And then I'm going to go see my wizard in a pocket, Mosselmeier.
1: Is that how we view him? I may have to <laughs> disavow dis- of that notion. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, all right. So you're going to head to Mosselmeier. So you go back outside of town to the east uh, uh, to Bag Manor, that strange rambling structure. The black wreath servant uh, greets you in. And once again, you're brought into Mosselmeier's chamber where there he sits with his octagonal hat and his octagonal I glasses. down
3: the collar of my robe and I go, cured.
1: Well done, my boy. That is excellent news. And he's got his bejeweled hands. Tell me, how did you do it? Was it the novel, mandrake
3: so, I, I tell him the whole story about um, about the, the bishop and the letter and everything else and our participation. And well, he already knew about what we did with the daughter, right? With us saving the daughter. Yeah. And, um, you know, like our arguments. And I say, Sadly, we seem to be under some sort of permanent contract with the church now.
1: (laughs) Yes, I was going to ask you about that. That that, uh, seems a little hasty, but it has, of course, given you a new lease on life, so perhaps that will work out for
3: you. I only had about a week left, so As I warned you
1: before you left the last time, though, be careful of who you, uh, be careful of dealings with the church. You may have uh, stepped out of the frying pan and into the fire.
3: Well, the frying pan is a little slower than seven days. More power to me.
1: But if it um, brings you if it, it compels you to go back to the to the abbey and actually explore it thoroughly um, you may be one of the few who actually may come out alive not many have none that I can remember in living memory so should you bring back those secrets
3: do share no of course and indeed I, I had a chance to do some research about the matter that you had engaged us to perform for you um, a little earlier and um, the reason I you just had wanted... to no, we are actually getting ready to leave in the morning.
0: He looks to, disappointed. Uh, he was,
1: his eyes got very kind of like like oh you got it you know like he was he kind of broke his composure for a second.
3: No, but I, I'm going to kind of drop a couple hints of the research that I I found.
1: What exactly? Getting- what exactly? What parts of that legend do you tell him?
3: I tell him that um, I took a, I took it upon myself to do a little research in the libraries of the academy in Brackenwald. <laughs> into your, um, your tomb, um, the, and I actually, I name drop the tomb of Chide, of Sir Chide. Okay. And then I just see if there's any kind of flicker of recognition or there,
1: there is indeed, you see his, his face goes, um, stony emotionless, like whenever you actually say the name and you can, you can just tell, you can immediately tell that he is not happy that you discovered that. Put it that way. Right. He doesn't say anything, you know what I mean? He tries like, his best to kind of keep his composure, but, like, the moment that you you fess up that you know something more than what he gave you, he's like, mm-hmm, go on.
3: Interesting. Do I get any kind of sense about, like, why he's feeling a little disgruntled about it? No. No. Um, so, you know, obviously, my feeling is that um, forewarned is forearmed, And so we leave in the morrow to go and and indulge, you know, engage in this uh, assignment. Um, And I'm not here to to renegotiate any terms or anything like that. I was just hoping that perhaps we could have a more open discourse about any other interested parties that we may have to deal with um, and the retrieval of this ring.
1: None that I'm aware of. I will tell you this. I'm glad that you took it upon yourself to learn more about where you decide to venture. I'm I'm mostly glad that you decided to take up my offer. I was worried that perhaps you had moved on to more lucrative ventures, perhaps. But uh, my 5,000 gold piece reward still stands for the return of that ring. Um, I will say that as far as possible competition, although I know of no one else who knows of this uh, mound except perhaps some... Minor librarian at the Imperial Institute, perhaps, <laughs> uh, would be the drune, who like uh, anything for their own reasons hoard arcane secrets, and of course would be uh, would love to hear about this this tomb uh, uh, for the potential treasures within that they may be able to loot and plunder for their own
3: ends. About the drune, are they known to manifest? To humans, and if they do, what typical guises do they have?
1: Oh, they are human again.
3: Forewarned is forearmed, and I just want to know how do I recognize?
1: They the are monk. they are human like the rest of us, but they their manner of dress and their actual appearance um, is markedly different than the men of of the of the Doman men like you and me. Um, if you uh, perhaps talk to your friend Argus is his name, the one from Dreg. He may be able to tell. May be able to tell you of the men from the wood, the nearby woodcutters encampment. Um, that is, uh, it's more of a town now than an encampment. But the men of the woodcutters encampment also share the same lineage as the men of uh, the men that are now known as the drune. They were here before us. Um, uh, ages past, and uh, they have a a stockier build, um, more apt to have like shelf-like brows, almost like a heavier brow. Um, uh, but, of course, that is not universal. There's been lots of intermarriage, of course. But um, in general, they sort of have that appearance. But they uh, they also have uh, large eyes, large, uh, unblinking eyes, some would say. Um, but they tend to wear simple, nondescript, dark-colored clothing, um, usually robes and simple dresses, um, utilitarian, so that they can move through the woods with ease, uh, uh, but to go unnoticed. But they keep to themselves uh, most of the time. And yet...
3: Anyone that wanders into their purview, indeed, um, meet a swift end. That's right. One last question, um, and then I shall take up no more of your time. Um, some of the documents that I had found in the archives uh, indicated that the church had laid wards of some sort upon the tomb of Sir Chide. And so I just wanted to see if, in your research, you had any indication about what form those wards take and how do we bypass them.
1: Hmm, that is uh, not good news. I should hope that that is not the case It has long been forgotten, but, hmm, I tell you what, let me see if I can find something here, and he is going to, give me one second, as I look for a thing.
3: His little method, like, scurries out and brings him a book.
1: Yes, exactly. It
3: means when it opens.
1: Yeah, the, the claws come out rifle through a bunch of books. Give me a second. Please. Where are you? There you are. Where? Right. Collapse. Spales. Uh One sec.
2: So you
3: you didn't you haven't told him about the vision yet, right, Mike? I'm not going to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Uh, I feel like anything he told us he would tell us about that would be suspect in the first place. You know.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. So. All right. he's going to he uh the creature that you can never fully see right um you can hear it scuttling behind the bookcases right and he has one of those shelves that's like um like the library of alexandria shelves where there's sort of like these crisscross diagonal right which holds scrolls mm-hmm. right um and uh you see like one sort of like poof, it like pops pops out and like goes across the room and um uh and a, a hand like goes back into the into the thing and Mosselmeyer snatches the the scroll out of the air. Um, and um, it's looking. Yeah, it's a. It's. um It actually has like. A, is there a term for that? Like the wooden roller thing?
3: Uh, the uh, scroll. The scroll. Like it's a uh, thing that you wind the scroll Like that. On. Yeah. Handles
1: up? Yeah. I don't know what that's called. There a is spool, but I can't... a spool. Is it a spool, maybe? Um, anyway. There. Yeah. Uh, handle, the handle thing. It's one of those, though. It's not like just a scrap of parchment. It's like a kind of a, a, a bigger deal, right? Um, so it's like got two spools that. Um, and he hands it to you um with a tube to hold it basically and he says uh, use this should you uh, come up across any troubles getting into the tomb um and uh, he informs you that it is a uh scroll of dispel magic yeah 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 now you can't that that's um unfortunately because you're in a high enough level to cast it you cannot copy it into your book but you, but because it's a scroll you can cast it you can cast it from the right. scroll
3: yeah is there a chance of failure when you cast from a scroll if you're not at the right level? Uh, I mean, old school AD&D there was. How OSE are we? <laughs>
1: uh, there's a chance because of the spell description itself of Dispel Magic that there is a chance that if the what you're trying to dispel is higher than right. the spell, then there's a chance, but just generally, in, uh, uh I'm not, uh, not sure I can look that up real quick.
3: No, that's good, I'm just asking. Uh, I'm not worried about the mechanics of dispel magic. I'm worried, like, can just reading. Do I have a five percent chance of casting it, or, you know, like, whatever. As long as I can cast it, and then the effect happens at whatever, right. You know, whatever it is. Right.
1: Hold on, I got it right here. This is weird because if we were are... live streaming, because then someone in chat could just tell us. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> while you're looking that up, I will tell you that the the baton on which a scroll is wound
1: is called an umbilicus. Umbilicus. That's badass. That's much better. That is badass. Yeah, I like bat, baton too. uh Le baton, the Le baton. Uh, let's see. Only arcane spellcasters can use scrolls of arcane spells. Blah blah blah. Uh, I don't think there's a problem. Usage. Uh, no, you can use it. Not not a problem. Cool. Yep. Cool. All
0: right. All
3: right. That was good. I I tuck it inside my I mean, is it fuck off massive? No, no. Nah, like,
1: nah. you, you, you can fit in the scroll case. I just wanted to look kind of a little different. Yeah. So Ooh. all right. Um so oh, you arc. want we have to carry the
2: arc with the scroll in it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solid gold lid. That
1: doesn't matter. All right. Cool. Uh so
0: you right.
3: gonna... I bow my way out. I say, of course, if I don't need to use this scroll, I shall return it to you.
1: Excellent. Good luck on your quest. Bring me good, good news. Team. He kind of smiles at you as you as you leave. Oh, man, we're all going to die. All yeah, right. We are
0: to <laughs> all die.
1: All right, so I need you to pay for a room at the Clashed Antler, right? The cabin, we'll
2: get the cabin again.
1: Cabin, right, okay. Um, was- sorry, Ted.
3: Well, let's get ready so Crack-Ass at Dawn we can go. yeah, yeah. yeah. the room at the Clashed
2: Antler? It's like one GP for the cabin, right? That's correct. Yep. We take a bundle of firewood and trade. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we
4: we we. Uh, the next day, strangely, there are no chairs or tables in that room. <laughs> break
1: yeah. everything. Out. <laughs> right on. The rarest okay. of materials, wood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, twenty-one lime wall. Now we head uh, south and we explore.
1: Maybe let's see what the weather Maybe. is.
4: Okay, I'll, I'll do it this time. D six, right? Yep. That is a seven. I think that's good. That's, so that's the best, the best one.
1: One. one. Yep, clear and cold. A perfect day for traveling.
3: How many more days of winter are there?
1: Uh, next month is like when it starts to shift into springtime in Hagrime. Yeah. So I will. Um, as the weeks go by, I'll actually. Well, before we roll for weather, what we'll end up doing as as things are more likely to get warmer we'll actually roll a d6 first and there'll be a d uh you know like a certain number in six chance that uh, instead of rolling on the winter chart we roll on the spring chart Ooh. but not for a while you gotta get you gotta get there first
2: yeah right it's still at least uh eight to ten days away right yeah it'll be like our third and fourth characters by then
1: yeah
3: uh, well you've been,
1: you re- been good so far we
3: started on, on the, the night. A death rot. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> death rot. Yeah, terminal
2: disease. Yeah, you guys are doing good. We've been we've been hanging out 11 days. We're still alive, so that's not bad. Okay. Okay. Yes, let's, so
0: let's
1: go so south. South. Oh right, there is no road that leads south, so you actually have to leave out probably the western gate. So yeah, let's
3: we, do a hack search.
1: Um. Yeah. Okay, so you leave out the Abbey Gate, and then you're immediately going to head south um, to uh, off uh, off the road and into the wilderness, uh, which I believe you have not been to yet. Ooh, well, uh, we, this is exciting. Let's see here. We did.
4: I think this this is going to be our first hex search in the wilderness. We'll search hex 1107.
2: Is that it?
1: Okay, so yeah, 1107. That's correct. Um, now. Uh, this is, you're going into moderate terrain. This is tangled forest. There are no roads. So the way this works is, is that um, you uh, you cannot bring a wagon or cart in here, period, just so you know in advance. You don't have is that. Is it
3: even worthwhile bringing our horses? That's what yeah. I was gonna
1: say. So your horses can be taken in, but they can only be led. They cannot be ridden.
3: Well, fuck that. Let's just bring Ethel.
1: But yeah. I, I should say, well, the yeah. same. Yeah, it's the same thing with, obviously you're not gonna ride Ethel. The good thing about having a mule Is that should you wish to they can they are the only uh beast of burden that can be uh coerced into going underground
2: right let me point this out though which is that our horses can carry stuff if we're not riding them they can still carry some things in their their saddlebags Mm -hmm. in saddlebags yep otherwise we're just loading extra stuff up on ethel so i say we bring them
3: i say no and here's why we're gonna get to the tomb. We're gonna have to tie our horses up outside. They're gonna get eaten by wolves or something else fucked up.
0: Yeah, i'm going out I that way. I'm
4: I'm there too. Yeah,
3: Biscuit ain't going out that way, dude. Sorry.
4: It's because those horses were such such a gift, and knowing that like our intent in this is to yeah go.
3: Inside somewhere for who knows how it, long. The tomb is literally just like a walk in, it's ten by ten tomb, fine. But if it's not, then and if there's any stairs involved or any kind of rooms involved, horses are stuck outside and we go in there g get eviscerated by skeletons and then our horses are just there. Sorry, uh, man. I guess
2: I was just imagining like a raised, you know, mound like you do for knights, you know, like a maybe there's a little stone chamber. You can still maybe take turtle
1: don't. if you want to, Ted. Argus, if you want to. Do you want to take Turtle?
2: Yeah, I don't want to pay for boarding my horse. Man. I'm bringing Turtle. All
1: right. So you bring so you bring Ethel and Turtle, not a problem. And uh, you're going to head south into the woods. Now, who is the slowest person? What is your overland movement?
3: Um, I actually never calculated that. What's it based off of?
1: Uh-huh. It's you're based on your encounter movement rate? You divide that by five. That's the number of miles that you can move yeah. per day. My overland is 12, John it's probably both you and halifax
4: yeah we're, we're tied i'm also a 12th
1: okay
3: so you move- guys should take your armor off and put it on the fucking horse
4: we're i mean we're not in a hurry
3: we're gonna be exploring the hex
2: yeah but that doesn't yeah we
3: explored the hex wearing armor
2: last time it's fine okay so yeah, it I, does-
1: i'll just i'll let you guys decide when i give you the numbers here okay so um if you're if you're searching the hex they basically capture movement period so in moderate terrain no matter no matter how um fast you can go you're capped at eight miles if you actually want to search the search the entire hex okay all right so i
3: feel like that's fine guys we should just do that wear your armor and we'll just we got to explore these hexes anyway yeah
2: i say we just search hex 1107 wearing armor okay next day we're kind of looking for trouble anyway so
3: cool we're looking for trouble
1: yeah all right so i have
3: memorized sleep john
1: you memorized sleep okay good to know i should have asked you that the previous day but yeah okay Sleep. got it alright, so uh, you travel for about um, two miles south of Prig-Wart, uh and uh, it was after about that amount of distance Mike, that once again you feel that the moaning of the dead disappears um, I will say that it is completely up to you if this is a sub uh, plot that you would like to investigate but it might be worth your while to grab some hex paper with large hexes or a hex map, or something like that, and start to track where you're feeling certain feelings, right? Feelings. Mike is feeling feeling. Yeah. Now you know, you know for you know that you've been told that about. Uh, you don't have to do it right now, Mike. I'm just saying in general. Um,
2: you might,
3: you're, you're making me scared. Your,
2: your wizard therapist is telling you to keep a dream log, man. Well,
3: <laughs> in
1: point of, you did learn that you know these feelings are probably tied to ley lines, right? You heard this, yeah. right? well line indicates something right yeah so i'm gonna
4: do the same thing but halifax is always his is always gonna be like oh kind of hungry
1: yeah don't forget too that he told you of the one the one nodal stone that he's aware of existence and where it was which he gave you that information known as the gorth stone was to the northeast of prigwort right and what he told you was is that because you're because he and you both feel the moaning of the dead both in prigwort and he knows that the Gorth Stone is to the northeast. He thinks that the ley line you were runs from southwest to northeast, right? So just be aware that that does fall in line with the fact that when you move directly south from Prigwort, that the that the the, the feeling disappears. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, anyways, you move uh, uh, you move south deep into the forest, trackless, having to be careful to watch where horses step clear and cold day right um the paths uh, the wood the animal paths here are crossed by many small rivulets um that feed a network of clear still pools um and you're moving carefully through here to kind of uh see what you can see as you, you 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 still have a bead on south like you're watching the sun like in general but you're like being careful to kind of see what the force has to offer here At a certain point you see that there's a great tangle of overgrown hazels uh and holly that is near the southern part of the of the Hex. So this is basically right near probably the end of your traveling day. Um, and uh, it's different than the rest. And as you kind of move through, as it kind of catches your eyes and you move through it, you see that the, the tangle actually obscures what appears to be a narrow but extremely deep chasm that has actually been uh, cut into the forest floor. The roots of trees above ground, uh, some of them are actually poking through this chasm where the, the dying sun is actually, you know, hitting the side of the chasm. But um, uh, at this angle, you can't, the chasm is so deep, you can't even tell how far it goes down. It appears wow. to be long forgotten, like you're the first to actually tramp through the tangle of, um, you know, thorny, horny, holly bush, thorny, horny, thorn, thorny holly bushes. Um
0: yeah. So, I, uh, that take, looks take a little
1: just,
4: dangerous. I, like, take a pebble and just kind of toss it in.
1: Okay, so it, it takes a little while, and then you hear, like, a... Spish.
2: Like a splash? Yeah. Deep?
1: And as you're all listening and it's quiet, you can hear, like, you know, there's a couple of birds in the wintertime just sort of chirping away. Like, nothing has gone, like, completely quiet. You know, there's still life and all that kind of stuff. But as you're right at the edge kind of looking down, hearing the echoes of this. What, Ted? It's more of a hole than a chasm? It's a a chasm. It's like a a long rift in the ground, right?
2: Oh, it is long. It's not just a hole. Okay, it's a wide... A, like a crack that's opened up. That's
1: correct. Or something. Yep.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, I get it. Uh, so, what did we
0: hear?
1: Uh, yeah. So, as you're kind of peering over and listening, um, you hear, you hear like a, it almost sounds like a deep, long exhalation almost. And you think it might be just like the wind in the chasm itself, like the way that it's actually blowing through there or something, you know, some sort of current got trapped down there or something like that and is echoing, but it's just like a long, like a down there.
2: I'm um, um, having second thoughts about throwing that rock. Have I? Yeah, exactly. Have I ever heard <laughs> like uh, a legend of a sleeping giant or something around hereabouts?
1: Well, as you ponder in your head, like what is is that? What is that thing down there? Your mind wanders back, back to episode Ooh, let's talk. episode one. How long? How long ago was that where we've completely forgotten (laughs) the tale that uh, the town-drunk Alfwit on top the bar told of Sir Windless and the Worm about how he defended the town against the mighty yellow bile worm Kazobrythe, almost decapitating it when it ran away south, never to be heard from again, and neither had Sir Windless. South, he said, as I pointed out clearly in episode one. (laughs) <laughs> excuse me I'm just going
4: to
2: go watch episode one real quick <laughs> shore, dry, the yellow bile worm who preyed upon the town fought in the town square near to death almost decapitated the worm and then ran off never seen again and then immediately afterwards the, the ducal knights came in and we forgot all about it hmm. <laughs> uh, wow you guys think that's uh case down there
3: uh, that would be awful that would be terrible
4: off. i do i do not want to find out that does not sound like it's on target
2: <laughs> not on target Worm, very dangerous you go first <laughs> uh can we have enough daylight to not sleep near this
1: yes yeah. you can yep yeah. in fact you'll find one other thing before you do need to bed down
2: yeah we awesome. do not you sleep. not go down
1: there okay no. so so we halifax or huh? any more rocks. <laughs> Halifax. Ever since you woke up that this morning in Castle Brackenwood, every single step that you've taken has has been with a lighter a lighter tread, as you felt sure that every decision you've made has brought you one step closer to completing your quest. Um, you guys have noticed that uh, Halifax has been in a um, a substantially better mood for the past couple days, um, uh, yeah. and the the only hitch in that Halifax has been like right now when there was interest in the chasm, right? In fact, I should say, actually I should say in the morning when the rest of the group decided, you know what, we should just explore the hex, we've got plenty of time. There was a little bit of like a, like we should probably go directly there, right? You know, you, that probably would have been in your mind, you know, that sort of thing. But um, because it was generally going in the right direction, it was no, no big deal. Um, but okay. there's a palpable sense of relief when your companions are like, uh, we're not fucking with that. <laughs> and, you, and you back away and you're like, okay, okay we're on the straight and narrow again. Um so Halifax and I are are like this man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh so before you bed down um uh it, it, you, it, this is, we'll say this is actually like the place that you find a good uh, a good place to rest. There is a uh you find hidden uh, amidst uh, again a tangle of brambles and wild roses. It's actually the roses that kind of tip you off to kind of take a look at this. And this is just in the middle of the woods. Like that's, there's no paths leading up to it, nothing. Everything is overgrown. And you see this lovely patch of wild roses in the wintertime And you uh, brush it aside, and you see that there is a um, a simple wooden wayside shrine there, and there is an icon of uh, Saint Fogarty there. It's in great, uh, uh, who is you know just like a like an old an old statue of Saint Fogarty, and uh, Fogarty of the Cup. Indeed, he's the patron of lost travelers.
2: That's totally us.
1: And peat cutters, of all things. Um, Not us. His miracle was that he guided a party of pilgrims who had lost their way in a bog at night to safety by commanding the marshlights to lead their way. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you see that uh, below his statue, there is a, uh, a heavily tarnished brass plaque that is engraven with an image of the saint
0: um,
1: <laughs> uh, in his classic pose where he's holding a, loft, a cup in one hand and a lantern in the other. Okay. Let us leave a gift of pastries and
3: prayer for Saint Fogarty. I'm gonna clear the snow off the shrine. Um, I'll use some of the snow to kind of like polish the plaque.
1: Okay. Cool. All right. Is, so, uh, is,
3: are, are we sleep? We're sleeping. This is
4: near where we've kind of made camp.
1: Yeah. You find like a suitable place right around here to make camp. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. I, I take that um, uh, that tankard mm-hmm. that I bought and uh, I. Uh, I pour some wine in there and leave that on the
1: great cool all right so uh you make your obeis- ob- obeisances is that the word um oh, yeah, I uh, think, yeah. and uh and you bed down for the night feeling that you are under the protection of Saint Fogarty for the night so right uh I should say that this is one of those shrines one of the lost shrines to the to the saints that um, that the church um, desperately is seeking to recover and reclaim as their own right uh, unfortunately oh, wow. There is no cleric or friar in the party, or you would gain substantially more benefit. But, uh, but you are Next all care. you are all godless men.
4: Is there um, uh, a place where I could uh, mark this on the map that I
1: Th- so you can find it is- again? Yes. Yeah. So basically, the way it works mechanically is if you search a hex completely, you can always find um, any special places within that hex again, provided you don't get lost. Right, like as long as the loss roll doesn't doesn't happen. ah, right, yeah, all right,
2: okay. We've got tents and cook pots and and uh, I mean, if there's still daylight, we can gather firewood so we don't burn what we have, you know, whatever. But I, I want to maximize our our restfulness.
1: Right, absolutely. So,
2: why, why is that so important to you, Ted? <laughs> is
1: there there are a particular reason why you need to make sure? Is there a certain role you have to make based on a certain abilities? Yeah. Group? Yes, it's because. And I know this
2: will come as a shock to you and 500 of our loyal
1: subscribers. <laughs> Tell the loyal viewership what, what exactly we're talking about here.
2: Loyal viewers, <laughs> new and old, friends, countrymen, I have a five con.
1: Five constitution. I do not sleep well at night. I get the sniffles easily. That is incredibly poor. I Yes. I can only imagine the kind of person who would roll a number that low.
3: <laughs> Obviously someone of... And then the character. <laughs> on purpose, I think he did it. On
1: and Imagine that the GM cruel enough to say, You still must play that character. What kind of man, <laughs> what kind of person would do that?
3: A horrible rancid dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and
2: proud of it. that Sadist, sadist,
0: true
1: Very well. So let's make sure that Ted's uh con uh check is uh has a decent chance. Although oh. I don't really think that's possible, but um, okay. So, uh, are you going to use your bundled firewood, or are you going to try collect firewood?
2: I think we should try and collect it, and if we can get enough, then great.
1: You have a decent chance sure. because the weather's not that bad, and there is no snow yeah. on the ground. So, um, or it's melting. There is still some snow, but it's melting. Uh, so, uh, I need each of you guys to roll me a d. Who's going? Who's going to go get firewood?
3: Uh, I think everyone. Right? Can, can we, we all do, do it?
1: All three of you just going to leave the leave the horse and mule there. Unattended, what,
3: what is it based off of? Let me ask you this. What's so, the role
1: each on? each person who goes um, rolls one d6, and that's the amount of wood that's the amount of hours of burning wood that you collect. You need to hit eight in order to get a good, nice rest, but that's modified based upon conditions. But um, for tonight, I'm going to give you no conditions, so it's just a straight d6 roll. You have to hit eight in order to get a good, nice rest.
2: Is the assumption that we would be out of sight of the
1: horse and the mule at some point? Is that yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I would basically, you know. Or,
4: or that we can't tag team it, like two goes in one.
1: Yeah, it's 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 all very abstract, right? You know, okay. you, yeah.
3: I feel like all of us got to go, dude.
1: That's fine. Let's Everyone it. roll a d6. I got five. Uh, five and five. Okay, so no problem. So you find firewood, not a problem at all. Uh, okay, do you have a tinderbox? Someone have a tinderbox? Yep. Okay, no problem. Yes. So you can you can light the fire. You got the wood. You can get water at all times in Dolman Wood. You don't even have to bother rolling. Yep. Um, uh, do you have cooking equipment? Yes. And ingredients? Yes. R- yes. Rations can be used. Okay. So anyone who would like to cook um, can make a... Well, it's only one person can cook. Um, should make a wisdom check. So you're going to roll an actual wisdom ability check. <laughs> Should we talk about other ability scores, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's um, so, Wisdom Check, you're going to roll your, for an ability check, you're trying to, you're going to roll a D20. You're trying to hit your Wisdom score or lower on the D20. Okay. So, lower is better. So, whoever is yeah. going to cook,
3: pot modify that. Hmm. See, yeah, I, I thought this no. was supposed to be a fantasy game, dude. I didn't know that my shortcomings in real life would be a. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is <laughs> horseshit. This is literal horseshit. What's in this pot? All right. <laughs> Uh, go. Hey
0: guys,
2: you're having microwave burritos.
0: Uh, there uh, is no... My, mod-
1: my,
4: my, my wisdom's not great, so I'm probably not the best cook. What is your wisdom? Uh, it's, it's a 10.
2: That's not bad. You guys picking on me all the time. Okay. I will roll. And so the cook pot does not modify this roll?
1: The cook pot allows you to make the roll in the first place. Well, it makes the, make the roll. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, how do I clear... Is that that? Yeah, there we go. Okay, so on the old uh, bear. indeed, an eleven. I have made a feast fit for three men in the
1: forest. What is your um? Your my, I'm sorry, my wisdom is a
2: twelve, John. I, I assumed
1: you magically knew that. Sorry, <laughs> a twelve. Okay. Oh wow, so you just barely made it. Yeah, I made it. Cool. I'm just switching the map over. Beans
3: again. Yeah, God. yeah <laughs> ah, but these are seasoned this time. <laughs> yeah, it's actually yeah, really they're, tasty. They're warm.
1: Uh, Argus magically through the power of heat and time uh, has turned what is uh, supposedly just a standard jerky ration into something palatable, which is a minor miracle. Um, So everyone, um, that's going to gain you a plus one on any contracts that you may have to get for a good night's rest. Now you can get an additional plus one if anyone wants to engage in some friendly camaraderie around the fire. So uh, if anyone wants Mm -hmm. to...
2: Off, off camera, I believe earlier Halifax mentioned he was going to tell the uh, the aristocrats joke. <laughs>
1: oh, really? Is that what it's going to be? It can literally be that. So um, I don't know if we've done this before, but um, for the camaraderie thing, I am not looking for, like, I don't I, I don't want it. I don't want to hear it, and no one out there wants to hear it either. It's like a fully fledged out, like, poem or tale or something like that. But I do need, like, sort of like, I tell the story of this sort of thing, you know, that, that, so that sort of thing. And then you'll yeah. be required to make a charisma check um, to do it. Uh, now, okay, it could uh, it could be one of those things, like, the way that this always works is, like, whoever's got the highest wisdom is always going to be the cooking. Whoever's the best looking is always going to be telling the tales. I encourage you to just sort of, like, it gives you a little plus one bonus to your con check. You know, there, it, it doesn't make sense that someone's just going to be the tale teller the entire time. You know what I mean? So just be aware that you probably share the will. But,
3: I, I yeah. tell them about the time we put, at the Academy, we put a great ooze inside the socks of the school headmaster.
1: Nice. Okay, cool. There you go. Roll a charisma check. Let's see if uh, that has play with your audience. <laughs>
3: do, I, do I get the check or no? Oh, okay. wait, after have to
1: roll it I gotta tell Argus isn't into it. Look, he's already like, <laughs> what is <laughs> this? Where's
3: man? That's so sad. My Owlbear is cocked. Uh, oh, is that, did you make it? Bullshit. It was a six and then it went to a 14. That's not cool. Ah, uh, well, did I roll? <laughs> so
1: I assume that you're, what's your charisma? Twelve. Oh, bummer. All right. So, uh, the, Argus, the, the, the look you saw on Argus's face just a couple seconds ago is exactly how it plays out. You're like, that's kind of childish. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you <even laughs> and you're a
1: wizard, <laughs> man. <laughs> Have you ever smelled a graves? You don't even know, man.
3: <laughs> I've seen <No>. things. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, that's okay. So, uh, there's no penalty for failure. It just sort of falls flat, you know, is what it is. Uh, so, now on to rest. So, uh... As always, uh, just to also clear it up, remind viewers as well that um, the primary factor in determining how good a night's rest you have is, is is basically the season. The season determines the table that you roll on, basically. So, winter is obviously the toughest to get sleep on. So, uh, look at it this way: you're starting with the worst possible scenario. Um, that you guys have always been like this way since we started the campaign, and things will get easier as the year moves along. Um, then it's modified by three things: the presence of a campfire, the presence of a bedroll, and the presence of a tent. Okay, so um,
3: and can we all just pig pile? In, in the you, tent.
1: you did do that at one point. Um, uh, you can't not not into a tent, but you could. We did the thing where we modified it because you did like body warmth, I think, with ethyl at one point. Yeah, yeah, the first night when yeah. we were stupid, uh, we
2: had no cook pot, no nothing,
1: but now I uh, had
2: a bedroll that nobody else did.
1: Okay, so now we have a campfire. Uh, yeah. raise your hand if you have a bedroll, great, and raise your hand if you have a tent. Okay, great. Yeah, we bought two tents, so there's enough for all four of us. Great. All right, so you can actually set up like an actual legit thing. So you have yeah. you have uh, minus camaraderie. You have the best possible scenario you could possibly have in winter time, which is great. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, what that's going to do is it's going to require everyone to just make a single con check. Everyone has to make the check, uh, but everyone gets a plus one bonus to that roll because of Ted's cooking because of Argus's cooking. So what you're going to do is you're not actually adding a plus one to the die roll. What you're doing is adding a plus one to your score. And then that becomes the target number to hit or less on the d20. You understand? So, Ted, you're trying to... Ted, this the guy is with con really, five, you're trying to hit a six earlier. Oh. This
3: is literally the scariest goddamn roll that we'll make. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a
2: seven. Oh, Beth, oh, oh, oh So close, Argus. You told a decent story, you ass
0: and I'm
3: argus
2: dies i sleep like a baby dude i good. like
3: my story <laughs> halifax all
2: rolled a five and turning your beans right, are coming out
3: halifax
1: rolled yeah. a six alfred rolled a five oh, great. all right uh, all very good rolls but not good enough for argus who just barely missed it so argus once again spends the night looking jealously over at his uh, uh sleeping companions both with their <laughs> those wizard farts
4: man <laughs> yeah. wizard farts the worst
1: you just
3: wonder <laughs> Puffs of green, <laughs> puffs of pink.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Argus just spends the night, and the, the few the few fitful moments of sleep that he has are filled with dreams of what it must be like to have a, a restful sleep. Um,
4: oh, so, so John. Yes. As Halifax goes to sleep. Yeah. He will actually pray, and he's gonna pray to this lady, assuring her, "I'm on my way." I'm on my way. I got this. Okay. And these other two bozos, they don't believe. Peer to them. Let them know the way to. Okay. Let them know this is legit.
1: When you uh, when you do that and you pray and you actually sleep in the night, you actually have dreams. You have a clear dream, uh, uh, a vision of the same woman um, drifting off across a uh, a, a snow-laden forest uh, that is uh, sparkling with ice crystals hanging from the trees as she kind of disappears, flitting from tree to tree. And she, every once in a while, looks back at you and just gestures with a smile for you to come follow, come follow me, find That's me, bad. find me. She says. And uh, and yeah. you wake up and I you see. feel you feel extremely refreshed, like you're like like you cannot wait. Like we are we are going in. He's um, a fairy he's of the cold prince, man. man.
3: Yeah, saints don't flit. Fairies. <laughs> There's flit. no flitting. <laughs> yeah. Saints can flit. Saints <laughs> no, can no, flit. No. no. Nope. Saints appear in columns of fire and fucking dishes <laughs> right. and That's shit like right. that. There's no there flitting in the play. Vulgate. <laughs>
1: nope. uh, Slap
4: really Argus on the back. Let's go, buddy. Come
0: on. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Argus, you Just wake up and you act, Because of the blood uh, blood uh, lack of sleep and the fatigue, you would lose one hit point. Got that? yup all right uh and alfred what uh, spell are you memorizing for the day sleep sleep cool
3: maybe i should have cast it on ted before the uh before he went to bed
1: yeah seriously um and whoever is taking care of rations have we marked off rations it's for the like, previous night
3: oh yeah
1: i think we're all on our own for rations we're all doing our own rations okay all right so for now anyway mike mark yeah. off eat
4: the
3: pastries i'm just eating pastries today <laughs>
1: <She's> a... <laughs> There's no way that eating <laughs> pastries for your dinner the night before is going to make you feel that great, but we'll go with it. We'll say they're that good for somehow they're nutritious. True, oh, it goes, it mean, goes with the wizard parts, though. All those empty calories, good for adventuring.
0: <laughs> all right.
3: These are medieval pastries, bro. They have like honey in them. That's true. That's true. that's true. That's true. There's no, there's no yeah. enriched, enriched wheat flour. No, in No, totally. Things.
1: There's probably like bone protein in there and shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. Gluten-free, gluten I'm sure for
1: those ladies. Yeah, there's like blood sausage in there. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you uh, wake up the next day. Let's see what the weather's like, huh?
3: Uh-oh. Uh,
4: I'll do. Wait, I did weather last time. Dad, you want to do it? Uh, yeah.
2: All right.
1: Two D six, right? Yup.
2: Uh. Fuck eleven.
3: You. Muppet, <laughs>
1: <laughs> icy, I, 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 steady snow.
2: The weather is uh, my mood. okay. It's different no. though.
1: So this is going to provide um, hazy visibility. So there's, um, but it's it's a steady snow. It's not like a raging snowstorm blizzard, right? It's just like one of those kind of quiet, very cold, but um, it just kind of falls straight down, sort of thing, right? So it actually makes the forest look um, quite pleasant. Um, as we'll say, it starts in the early morning hours as you uh, start to pack up. Um, it was hazy, snowing. A hazy, it, it makes hazy visibility. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like a heavy, steady snowfall.
0: But it's so just, dangerous. it's not like
1: blowing all around. It's not like you have to push against it or anything like that, you know. Um, and of course, it hasn't built up yet. By the end of the day, there'll be substantial cover, uh, you know, snow cover on the ground. But right now, you can move through it pretty nice. This is like that perfect time, whenever you know that that very rare. Those very rare hours where snow is beautiful and nice and lovely to be around, you know.
3: Our right. blood spatters are gonna look amazing when it sprays across the snow. It's, <laughs>
1: it's gonna be like very, very uh damn and paw plus. Yeah, it's gonna be very Fargo esque, as it were. Um, or uh what's that
2: one that Quentin Tarantino one? Um Django Unchained. Oh. No the no
3: no. no no, he's talking about Kill Bill Volume One when uh the bride fights um Oh, oh, no. Ren- oh Renishy. The one that he shot in the widescreen, and they're in the
2: the the, the wagon. Oh, Hateful the... Eight.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Great snow stuff in that all one. Right, all yeah. right.
2: Mine was better. Yours, <laughs> for the blood thing, yeah, yeah, I follow you. Yeah, it's good. It's fair.
3: All right.
1: You move uh,
2: on.
4: Halifax just uh, uh, points out uh, what a beautiful day his uh, lady has given us all.
2: Indeed. Argus
1: just blows George his nose and gives him a look.
2: Farmer
3: blows off the side of his horse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alfred has a really bad shits in the morning, but is very happy to wake up without any um, headache, which is great. As you continue southwards, um, as the snow is falling lightly, you move through gloomy indigo shadowed woods, um, that are teeming with croaking frogs and creeping toads.
2: Even in the winter?
0: Indeed.
1: (laughs) Dang, dude. Um, so, the uncanniness of this area becomes immediately apparent to you after some time as you see that every tree of a significant age, of a certain age, like slightly larger, uh, the trunk of it grows up and then f- forms a complete loop before it goes. Oh, on.
4: we heard about we heard this. About this. What did we hear about
1: that? It's the loop wood. The looping the loop. wood. Mossemeyer told you about this, that the... The mound could
2: be we found in we that area. When yeah. we got to this. Yeah, but didn't we hear something else about the the reason they're looped? Is wasn't it a? I don't want to say the name. You know, the hooded men, the the watchers in the woods. Didn't they make the loops? Close, close. Don't say their names. Uh, uh,
1: don't say it. You're very Not close here. It was actually what you heard was that this was a remnant of the lost art of furnishing Oh something. yes. Uh, which is uh, something that uh, the men of the woodcutter's encampment uh, uh, have learned through generations to do, but have since in recent years um, have lost that art or or no longer practice it to any major extent. Would you Uh, spell fernging for me, please? Yeah, F-U-R-N-G-I-N-G. That's what it's... Okay, that's
2: what
4: I... Honestly, it it does sound very obscene.
3: (laughs) Can you you put a ping where uh, where the trees with the anuses are sure What?
1: <laughs> um you're basically where the uh where i told you the mound would be okay yeah. oh
4: we've
3: done
1: there oh okay Hoop wood okay. okay
4: all
3: right i think we need to explore this hex homies
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. that's our spend yeah. the day exploring here too okay money man. all right so ethel and um turtle follow docilely behind you as you continue uh through underneath the bowls of these um very strange looking trees that are obviously hex 1108 okay um alfred you don't get the feeling that this is magical in any sort of way it looks like it was just expertly shaped and guided into these into these forms um it's Mm. uh it makes it almost even more marvelous because of this um all right in the midst of a
3: particular kind of tree
1: uh, it doesn't, Fern, see, I assume it doesn't, no, 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 no. It's, it's not F-E-R-N-G. Uh, I, I, uh, oh yeah. They're not. Yeah. I know you sorry. Uh, uh no, it doesn't John, say, so I would say it is, it's, it's different, different kinds of trees that are all been warped into this, but they all are, they all have to be of like a certain age, like, like uh, mature, large, large trees. Like there are, there are plenty of trees in the forest that don't have this. But it's only like the much older, larger ones that have. Right. So just, yes. They stopped Fernging like 60 years ago or something. hmm
4: as my uh, my holy prophet made a pilgrimage through these woods last night in my dream um were any of those uh loopy trees
1: they were not no no that that seemed a a, a realm out of out of a, a child's tale so beautiful it was there's a, there's a different sort of beauty to this but it's a it's a darker gloomier beauty all right um so near when you're about uh, I'd say about three miles into this hex near the center you enter into a clearing that has a very strange thing right in the middle of the clearing Uh, you can't quite tell what it is it looks like a hunk of stone and when you kind of approach it a little bit closer you do indeed see that it is stone but it's actually an unsupported arch of like well-dressed ancient stone right like it's obviously like been carved right but it's tiny it's like super little. So it's um, when I read it, it made me think of like the the Stonehenge and Spinal Tap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had the same yeah. image. <laughs> but it's uh, it's not it,
1: I should be clear, it's not like a like a post and lintel sort of thing. It's actually like a like a natural, you know, like a like a shaped stone arch sitting in the midst of this clearing, um, large enough that if you were crawling, if you were on your hands and knees, you could pass underneath the arch. Um, or like if you were like a small creature, like a woodgru or Grimalkin or something like that, you could actually walk straight through it. But um, uh, uh, And there's there appears to be like a keystone that sort of joins the arch at the top. But once again, it's sort of like I would say it would reach up to like your waist height, I probably I think would probably be appropriate. In the midst of the clearing, just this archway.
3: On a mound?
1: Nope, just in the midst of this kind of swath of untamed grass.
2: And the snow around it is uh, not melted, or is it? Free of
1: uh, the, snow? There is, uh, I would say, there's like a light covering of snow, um, but it seems to have been. It drapes naturally over the arch and, okay. and, uh, and the. No
4: uh, footprints or any path.
1: Not that you can see.
4: We
3: sometimes. little feet.
1: It appears that the um, that the arch is heavily obscured by lichen. I'm just telling you what you see from a distance.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't sound like the entrance to a tomb. No. Although it's entirely possible the tomb is near here.
3: Yeah. If
2: this is how Chide might have visited his lady.
3: On his hands and knees? I don't think so. Oh no. Well. Hmm. Can we walk a perimeter? You said there's no trees around the arch, right? That's correct. It's, right. yeah, it's in a clearing. Mm-hmm. How wide is the clearing?
1: Uh, it's about about twenty yards diameter. It actually looks like it would be a good place to camp.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I'm not sleeping anywhere near a fairy door. That's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: yeah. So Halifax is uh, he's curious. Like he's heard about like fairy gateways. Like maybe this is a and he'd go up to it and he's gonna like take a uh silver coin and just like toss it through.
1: Toss it through. Are you sure? <laughs> <Just for> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you toss, a, you, you toss a coin through it and um, it, it naturally goes through and pl- plunks into the snow on the other side.
2: I think Argus will start looking to see if there are other standing stones in the area.
3: Okay. Mark, at sure. the center of a circle or something. Right. While so, he's searching, John, I just want to ask, am I getting a different mojo from the woods here?
1: No, you're not, actually. There's no indication that you're in the presence of a ley line. Um, Argus can report that the clearing does seem to be like abnormally cir- like the dimensions, the circular, the rough, what you assumed was rough circular dimensions of the clearing are actually like really abnormally accurate. You know, it's like definitely like twenty feet diameter all the way across, um, but you don't see any indications that there were any stones um, there at all, or or impressions or anything like that that were that, that there once was. Okay. Um Look everybody, that's Mike getting a beer. <laughs> Mike, basically, he's got his beer fridge. He's just he's showing off in Yeah, it's like he's there oh he maybe he's pouring up he a little getting, whiskey. Getting, or getting there, some actually. whiskey, maybe. What else can he we? Uh, in the kind is, of a was he a well, pool player? Is gonna, he's a pool player, folks. We can know we know that much.
3: Yeah, he's going to take a shot. Watch. Oh, he did.
1: He plays D D in his bat in his bedroom in his basement. That's uh, that's uh, true to form.
3: I I have the man cave that every kid wanted in, like, 1977, thanks to this house.
1: We were narrating your trip to the refrigerator. (laughs) What did you get to drink there, Mike? Is it lemonade? A nice whole lemonade, Mm -hmm. my friend. I kind of want that.
3: Oh, how
4: wholesome. Yeah.
2: I I was going to make fun of you for keeping your whiskey in the fridge. You see, I thought that
3: sounded really...
0: (laughs) No, that's that's (laughs) one of my...
3: No, I'm I'm just not drinking tonight because I just got back from Disneyland Mm -hmm. and I drank, like, a degenerate <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: nice
0: all right anyway
1: anything else you want to do with the arch
2: not a lot
1: not yet anyway john, i
3: want to touch it with some i want to touch it with my little thing of like uh, cold wrought iron
1: okay so mm-hmm. you, Ooh, what, what is this do. thing of cold wrought iron that you keep touching people with
3: well john as a student of fey knowledge yeah. i know that fairies like silver but they don't like cold wrought iron.
1: And so, what is this? What do you have that's iron? I don't even remember what this is.
3: I'm like an iron bar or something like that. I paid like two gold. You let me buy it for two gold.
1: Okay. I just don't remember like what you, you know, you doing that.
3: Literally a nugget of like cold iron. Okay. Cool. It's my, my forehead nugget.
1: All right. So, you scrape it a little bit. You do uh, nothing seems to happen, but a little bit of the likeness gear is uh, taken off. Um, and you can see that there is some writing that is uncovered. On the keystone
3: okay I clear out the rest of the lichen and what does it say
1: all right it appears to be written in old Woldish
3: I speak Woldish
1: uh, yeah that's common um, it says to dine overnight will the daytime delight
3: now I kind of want to camp here <laughs>
1: Before we
2: do that, I have one more thing I would like to do, John. I took a scrap of the mirror from that weird wall around Prigwald. uh, Prigwald, Mm -hmm. And I would like to look at the arch in the mirror, look through the arch in the mirror, and see if what I see in the mirror is different from what I see with my eyes.
1: Okay. If you follow what I mean.
2: Yeah. While
4: he's doing that, I'll go pick up the coin that I walk around
1: okay cool yeah not a problem um all right so it's an it's an interesting play argus uh you you pick you yeah you look into the reflection of the mirror of that shard of glass and it's for a split second i mean like a split second and when you turn the mirror back to just that right angle where you thought you saw something it's not there again right but you could swear that sitting underneath that arch appeared to be the remnants of a magnificent feast like full cutlery and and dishes and all sorts of stuff and like a, the remains of like a of a of a grandiose feast that had like been had been um, you know already eaten basically you know like the remnants and bones and stuff like that.
2: And have I heard like stories of like as as you know as me in our earth? I've heard stories like where. You know, if you dine fair, you can never leave and they will lure mortals in with with food. Sure, is that a yeah. story? That we... you, you've certainly heard
1: stories similar to that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. Argus is like, nope, nope, this this is this is a trap. They're going to lure us in with with, you know, visions and illusions of rich food. And after my cooking, you're all going to be like, oh, that looks really good. and I'll never see you guys again. We should not <laughs> camp near here. We will wake up in the night smelling ham and we're going to do like this floating thing is the little nostrils, you know, grab us and pull us along and it's
1: okay. I, I don't want nothing to do with this arc. Well, I'll tell you so you know that this is um uh, beyond uh, Argus's insane declarations. This does look like a very uh, nice place to camp. However, there is other uh, there is two more things that you actually discover in the hex. So, you can I'll tell you what you discover and then you guys can make your decision about how, what what okay. you'd like to do. Um so uh as you get um as you're searching around in the hex you get closer to the swamp of Hag's Addle. Um uh this part of the of the hex is um like a region of like dark willow trees that are like drooping and hanging over sodden ground, right? Cold. Um uh and as you're sort of trudging through this very, very carefully, you notice like, you know, um, the Turtle and Ethel aren't too happy, like their feet are sort of sucking out of the ground a little bit, you know, and um, it's very kind of unpleasant and miserable here um, as the snow is falling. Uh, at a certain point, though, you see a uh, a very faint green glow, like an unnatural glow. Um, and you're at the same time, you're actually assaulted by a strange, heady aroma. Uh, like of cooked, something being cooked. Um, and it's emanating from what appears to be a natural narrow cave mouth that is uh, sitting, that is open amidst a pile of great boulders that are in uh, part of this sort of swampy forest. And it's just you sort see? of like slowly billowing out of this cave mouth. What did I tell you?
2: I said you are going to smell delicious aromas and it was going to lure you. And now we're smelling delicious
3: aromas. Is it delicious? it, it, smells Does it smell good? It doesn't mean that it's not people. What kind of smell is that coming? Out of cage it's, it's like
1: a. It's like it smells like something cooking, but I wouldn't necessarily say it smells good. But in this sort of environment where it's sort of cold, you're tired. It you know it's, it it makes your mouth water, right?
0: It's like we it's like Yoda. it's like
1: heavy exotic spices is sort of what it smells like.
3: Dude, we found Yoda. How are you <laughs> eating food of this sort? Right. Um I'm interested in becoming a jedi I want I'm to go interested in not being eaten by a hag. I am
4: also interested in not this does not seem like my direction
2: I'm just I'm projecting here it doesn't seem right does this is a l- great game but like oh, <laughs> look it's an encounter fuck no
1: true. <laughs> like that seems dangerous. <laughs> moving on. <laughs>
3: I don't want to meet them. I don't want to meet the monster. I'm gonna go freeze to death in the woods instead.
1: <laughs> Sounds like way more
3: fun. All right. All right. Uh, What's the last thing that we find in this hex, John? Uh
1: the last thing is
3: <clears throat> sorry.
1: You see, um uh sort of south of the uh where the arch was between where the arch is and where you saw this cave entrance. Tangled forest, brambles. Um, uh, the trees themselves seem to kind of close in a little bit more. There's a much more heavy prevalence of the looping trees as well. Uh, and you see, and it's tough to kind of get vision. You can't. Your sense of distance is sort of obscure because it's so thick around here. But um, you kind of get an angle, and through the trees, you can see off in the distance that there is a flat-topped hillock in the distance it appears to be what you might call a mound
0: mm.
3: that seems like that's our uh, that's our boy now, you can hear that, mound, you, baby.
1: you can hear in the distance towards that hillock you can hear the strange sound of clanking metal
2: isn't that us
1: <laughs> like the the sound of of arms in
2: battle
0: no, or the
1: no black- it's it? more like a regular sort of like a like a um like a lever, like a like a lever, sort of screeching every once in a while, like.
3: Like a mechanical sound. Yeah, yeah, like. Okay. Cast fireball. at the mound. Yeah.
2: Um, all you can do is put the mound to sleep.
3: Uh, no, I think we should. Um, you stealth know. up through the trees. Let's leave the. Let's leave Ethel and. Um, and uh, which horse is it?
2: I'm going to suggest maybe we loop around the mound and look for a better approach point. Okay.
4: Uh, see if we can also, see where that sound's coming from. Get like. We might a, see the
2: sound. We might find a standing stone that's lying around that we don't, you know, want to trip over one of those.
1: Well, speaking so, of which, as you're moving uh, through, the, as you're moving through the forest carefully and quietly, um, you do notice that um, you uh, you actually cross what appears to be a long forgotten path heavily overgrown but you can see like the remnants of it and it leads directly into this uh uh, you wouldn't even call it a clearing because the woods encroach so closely in upon it but uh this generally circular mound like I said flat topped once again rises up before you but fronting it and directly in front of you is indeed a ring of standing stones they are um moss covered clad with like dangling beards of moss um, and the, uh, uh in the waning uh, sunlight, you can see that there are, um, there are catch, catches like these eldritch markings that are all over the, the the dolmens themselves. There appears to be in a perfect circle. There are seven of them, and in the center there is appears to be a, a stone of the same sort of stone, but like an altar, right? Like much lower, not not like a not like a dolmen. Directly in the center, and lying on that stone, you see something that is. You're at at a distance, so you can't quite get a beat on it. Something is twitching atop that stone, and uh, and it's twitching. And there's something, and it's giving off like it's glowing a bright green, and it's also surrounded by like a strange green, sickly haze. And it's just sort of on the altar, like, but you can't quite make it out. All you're seeing is sort of like this some some sort of movement in the midst of this circle. And you hear this clanking sound, right? And you hear it from the trees that are encroaching upon the standing stones in the mound surrounding those stand that ring of standing stones.
0: If like right
3: here, I would have turned it off by now because it have been too scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No wait. So the so the metal's coming from.
4: All around, not like one single source.
1: That's correct, yeah. Those... It appears to be certainly like up in the trees, sort of where you're near, actually, as you kind of approach this opening in the forest. So you're coming in from the south, basically, and then it opens up and there's this ring of seven stones with an altar in the middle with a strange twitching figure. And then beyond that, just beyond <laughs> it, is the large mound, which is much larger than the ring of stones.
2: Does the, the metal sound sound like the kind of like bear traps you'd put out in the forest? A little bit, yes.
3: Like planking chains.
1: Uh, or a hinge and spring. More like a hinge of... and spring, yeah. More yeah. like that.
3: I wonder if this,
2: what's on the, the altar is something that's been trapped by, you know, I don't know who, trappers, droon, oh, I don't say the word drune out loud, but you know what I mean, like, um... We don't hear anything
4: from the, the... We just see the glow in the thing moving, right? Like we don't yeah. hear any moaning or anything. No,
1: but you hear the clanking. And I said you hear them in the trees. Do you look in the trees? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, it's fairly easy to find what the source of these are as you, as you unconsciously take a step back and surprise. As you look and you see that there are... And you count them all around the stones in the trees surrounding the stones. There are 13 of them. There are 13 iron owls. Uh, that are perched on the trees. They are rusty and like rain streaked, right? Like like the precipitation has gotten to them over the years, apparently. And that's what the clanking, the, the rusty moving of their wings, um, as they um, as they look down upon you. And you see, as you sort of move into the area, that their heads sort of rotate, right, without their bodies moving. As they as they slowly follow you with their gaze, and when you look up at their eyes, you see that their eyes are graven into their uh, into the iron, and that they're pentagrams. Yeah,
2: this has got to be good.
1: Yeah. Um, so the
2: church wouldn't put graven pentagram iron owls.
1: No, no. Board the mound, and Argus and <laughs> Halifax being um, natives of Dolmenwood. Uh, you unconsciously would make the sign of the Revelator because um, the superstition growing up was that um, uh, owls of n- not not iron owls, but like in generally owls in general are always considered to be harbingers of the Druun. Uh, the stories were that the Druun can see through the eyes of owls.
2: I see, and uh, we know the Druun are interested in standing stones, right?
1: They they consider themselves the masters of standing stones and claim possession of them
2: so maybe we don't enter the ring of stones and if we're going to the mound we go the long way around <laughs> around the other side yeah
3: Pathway, john that you said was overgrown and went to the woods is that stretched to the west Do we think that might be the pilgrim's path that we had um researched
1: Uh, You do believe that this probably was indeed the path of the Pilgrims at one point. Unfortunately, the path leads directly into the Standing Stone Ring. Um, But where does it come from? It comes from within the forest to the south. You're approaching from the south. Okay. Um, Yeah. So uh, it leads directly into the Standing Stones and then exits out the north side of the Standing Stones and just goes a a little bit of a further distance to what appears to be the... um, uh, the tomb entrance which appears to be a large granite slab that is directly inside um that, that has been uh you know set up inside the mound uh covered with lichen um and it appears to be that there are wild roses that are also covering it
4: and the the owls have definitely clocked us right like we saw the whole creepy like
1: yeah yep yeah. and assuming you move as a group they all follow you as a group they watch you um yeah. Do I'm you
3: sorry. have to go through the standing stones to get to the tomb entrance?
1: No, you don't have to.
3: Do I do
4: I get um uh do my lady sense does my lady sense tingle? If I
1: You you definitely feel like there's like this is the culmination of your quest. Like you're you're yeah. you're at a you're at a turning point
3: right now. Yeah. Did your magical elf girlfriend tell us uh how to get by the mechanical death owls that are staring at us?
1: Strangely no. She, she, we don't did to-
3: not, she did not mention the death owls.
1: Do you enter into the ring of standing death stones?
3: Owls around mm. the of which the mound is in. The standing stones are next to the mound. Right. The entrance to the tomb faces the standing stones. Mm-hmm. The path leads through the standing stones and then to the to the mound entrance. You got it. Yeah. Right. But okay. we
1: do not need to go through the Ring of Stones to get to the mountain. No, entrance. you could just simply move around and pick up the path on the other side.
3: So uh, yeah. Owls' death—you are going to have a whole lot of like wrought iron beaks on your face. We've had bad experience with birds in this fucking place. Yeah, man. you guys are
1: traumatized, man.
3: <laughs> bad experiences. <laughs> we All
2: could right, so... go around really to the other side of the mound and just try and dig our way in.
4: Or we just—if we just skirt. Yeah, I know. misunderstand. This can't. We we can just skirt the ring of stones and then walk right up to. Yes, the, you could.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just proposing. You would still have it. to go under the gaze of the owls if you're worried about that. But you could you could certainly avoid entering within the ring yeah, of stones
4: because they, they, they seem to be like protecting that. Does the entrance of the tomb it's, or the the mound itself seem to be like under their purview? No. Purview? No. Yeah, let's skirt around. Let's go to the door.
1: Okay, cool. So you move carefully like, around the stones, and as you do, the the owl's pentagram eyes sort of like every you know, you know, like the owl in Clash of the Titans. It's yeah, a, it's, it, it's like they, it's like blink, blink. You know, as they kind of watch you, is um, but they just turn their heads as they watch you move past. And as you move past the stones, you can see um, that what appears to be lying on the altar appears to be the skeleton. Still with uh, remnants of like meat hanging off of it of a stag. Antlers intact. And it's just sort of draped across the altar. Once again, it seems to be coated. Well, actually, at this point, you can see a little bit uh, clearer that it is coated. The green stuff that it seems to be coated with appears to be some sort of green slimy goo, and but it, which is also emanating a green like haze, but doesn't that doesn't reach it? Doesn't seem to expand past the stones themselves. And it's, just, like, and it's just twitching to out. Do that as
3: right. some sort of magical goo? Is it like a magical goo? It, it
1: certainly like... doesn't seem natural. That's yeah, just from a
4: We haven't seen any of that goo in our scroll yet.
1: No, and it's like right. it's like actively like evaporating off the bar body and becoming like this green haze. So um you move around. And you're like what the fuck is going on the the owls are following you um and then you reach the um the mound sort of looms up before you as you see this uh granite slab so once again it's covered almost completely in lichen um this there's a smell a, a rather sweet smell of wild roses right a kind of very uh, pungent sweet smell um that are kind of just kind of poof, like all across the the front of this slab
3: you guys notice that religious areas seem to have roses and um like blooming in winter, like the shrine and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, John, I'm going to try and brush away the lichen, kind of keep one hand over my one eye over my shoulder to see if the owls stir.
1: Sure. Um, so yeah, you move the, like in a way it, it, it scrapes off, um, no equivalent, um, uh, inscription like the arch had. Um, but, um, the owls do are, are watching all of you, but the, do not seem to react in any sort of way. The skeleton continues to twitch. Gross. S- snow falls slightly on the ground. Uh, this, is this is this is near the end of the day now. So
2: I don't think we should do this at night. What
4: <laughs> um... if what if we skirt around just to kind of like get the sense of this mound, like the perimeter? Yep. And then go off and yeah.
0: Sure. I would agree. you like to go around? <laughs> no,
3: near the enchanted um, archway that leads to probably death and destruction? Do you want to camp near the fucking cave that has the green mist coming out of it and mm-hmm. the smell of burning meat? Or do you want to uh, camp here where the skeleton is like being evaporated by green goo and there's like, death owls like, staring at us? You can so also many, just find a good yeah. I say we, as
2: as uh, Halifax suggests, we just keep going around to the other side of the mound where we first I think encountered it, go a little bit further and sleep over there um, with the mound safely between us and the owls and the, the skeleton.
1: OK, so um, do you want it's to move ar- Do you want to move around the eastern side of the mound or the western side of the mound?
2: Can
1: we come from the east or the west from the when we south. first approach?
4: Well, yeah, no, we, people- haven't, we haven't come up to the mound yet. We, we've come from the south, and it's
1: ahead.
3: Yeah. We did no. go to the mound. We, dude. Did I've did the down. Down we found before. the back side of it first. No,
1: no, listen.
2: Yes, we did, because you told us that we could see the mound, and we said, okay, we go around it, and that's when we found the path and the standing stones. So did we come around on the east side of it or the west side of
1: it? No, well, you didn't do that. You you came, you may have told me that, but you didn't end up doing that. So you you came up from the south.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going from south to north. South, path, standing stones. Path, mound. That's yeah, heading I got up, that. to, up to the north. So And you, you, you stopped at lap. the bottom of that map at the south, and you're moving northwards. So now you're We're at the... To you're going to go we to the go
3: around the perimeter of the mound to the left All right.
1: to the west okay cool. All right clock
3: clockwise I guess.
1: All right so um, you move carefully around to the west and you see that uh, probably about like the 10 o'clock uh, area of the mound right if it's if it's circular you do indeed say see that there is a two foot wide just barely like very narrow uh, what appears to be a hole in the actual mound itself at the edge of the mound. And it burrows into the earth beneath it.
0: see why.
1: Yeah, but strangely enough, um, on top of that, there appears to be a strange, like opalescent sort of transparent uh, slime trail that leads from that hole back into the woods to the west. Okay, we don't sleep
3: next to that either.
4: <laughs> I, I, I'm not, not a fan of the slime trail. Uh-huh. The
3: worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. <laughs> the worms play pinochle on your snout.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're skipping that and we're moving on? Yeah,
3: we're going to keep going, John. Let's, uh, okay. let's find some doesn't sound terrifying, please. Okay, cool. creepy right, so, so, hold noted, keep on going.
1: All right, so you've marked basically everything that's of interest in this hex, so we'll end the session here with just uh, getting camp set up, and then we'll have you tackle let's the play tomb, more the tomb from there. Let's
3: play more.
1: We can't. It is time. Uh, Yeah. All right. So, uh, Camp, uh, you want to use your your bundled wood or do you want to find wood? I think we should look for wood.
2: Yeah, we'll look for wood. Look
1: for wood. Roll those d6s. I got a three.
3: I got a three. I got
1: a three. Great. That's just enough. You got nine hours worth. Not a problem. Uh, You can build a fire, no problem. Got water, no problem. Uh, Cooking. Uh, Who wants to cook? Want me to do it oh. again? Yeah,
4: I'll get cook, in there. I'll cook. I'll cook this time. Give you a break. Fuck.
1: You kill me, I'll be upset. The young squire yes, gives it a go.
4: I might kill you. Wait, which one is it? Is it wisdom?
1: Wisdom, yeah. Yeah. I can,
4: I can, I can, I can do this guy. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Praise.
1: Just Give me the ration. Uh, give me the pot.
4: I got this. I got this. Like everybody's got to take a turn.
1: Do a little bit of this. A little bit of slow cooking. Oh, I did a four. And voila, <laughs> beauty. Delicious. It is. It's quite good. Whatever it is uh anyone want to talk t- tell a tale uh,
0: else. Um,
1: don't have to I, I, what's that don't have to
2: yeah i'll tell a tale uh argus will um uh so bean says i'm from Dreg, and i you know i've heard a lot of the the myths and legends you know of the woodcutters encampment and the hooded men so I'll tell some spooky spooky ghost stories about uh the the watches in the woods and and some uh some some good stories about that okay great, great. Love it.
1: all right make a charisma check please.
2: i make a charisma check yep no one liked those stories i rolled a 19- <laughs> <laughs> yeah know your Just, audience dude We're living yeah, yeah. as i was telling it i was like this isn't gonna go over well no but. one
1: wants to hear about the watches in the woods when you when you had a very close encounter. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, food is good. Stories are bad. All right. So we've got uh, campfire. We got bedrolls and tents. So it's going to be a, a straight up con check with a plus one bonus. Um, yeah, just like last time. I should have given you a penalty for making fi- for finding firewood, but not a big deal. All right. So add one to your con score and roll it or under.
3: I just killed it. Cool. He's
1: very well. Halifax.
4: I got a twelve.
1: Twelve is a make or miss. Oh, I'm good. That's good. Okay. Cool. All right. So same as last night. So uh our squire and our magic user wake up rested. Argus unfortunately does not feel great again. and loses another hit point. Not feeling great.
2: It's cumulative.
1: Yeah. So I can literally
2: die of you sleep. Sleep yourself. You sleep yourself. <laughs>
1: you, well, you wouldn't die, but you'd fall unconscious.
2: Then so. you'd
3: sleep really well. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: um, I didn't okay, I didn't realize it was cumulative. I thought yeah, it would be like I was it, kind it, of not going well. Going great.
1: well you can only regain hit points if you get a good night's nice rest, right?
2: Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. What was the, the uh hold on a second here. Well I guess it's probably too late. I already slept and fucked it up. But the Oh, I wouldn't have mattered anyway. The Lily White only gives you a plus two bonus. <laughs>
1: Jeez. All right. Did you buy any other uh, herbs that would give you heal hit, heal hit points?
2: No, I don't. I don't know if they would heal me in this situation. Uh, I have the 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 brewmaster's ball is only for after you've actually been wounded, right? Uh,
4: that's what it says. I can't remember applied immediately after combat yeah
2: yeah i'm not ever taking blood canker because that'll you risk a lose one in con
4: (laughs) Uh that would ruin our choke you'd only have four.
2: right uh i guess what i need to do is find some phenob and get that i'm I'm seriously gonna die if i don't do
0: something
1: about this okay so being in the wilderness is rough for you it's just rough no doubt about it yeah okay cool uh, so that was excellent alright so you're you sleep in the night let's just find out uh, so it is the 22nd now um, last thing we'll do for the night is just roll a weather check and see what we've got for weather wise
3: yes I got it got it I'm eager to kill us all in a blizzard let's do this seven
1: seven nice clear cold. very nice alright Alright, so you wake up and there is um, there is a layer of snow on the ground, so just be aware that there is snow cover. It's not enough to actually impede travel or anything like that, but um, it appears to that that was the extent of the storm was yesterday, so not a big deal. So um, next time, we will pick up um, in the early hours of the morning on a clear and cold day, and you'll make your, I assume, you'll make your way back to the mound and uh, try to venture within and uh, complete Halifax's um, compulsion to complete his quest.
3: So, uh, yeah, that'll be we'll awesome. Your compulsion will go away after we get the ring. And we don't have to actually give the ring to your wood tart. Well, she she never <laughs> said dart. that she
4: was going to keep it. Maybe she just wants to oh, look at it for a while. Fingers crossed. Did she explain how she's going to actually get it? No, she didn't say where she was.
1: She, she can get it right. from the wizard. I think you're putting the cart before the horse sort of thing. Let's see if you can actually get that ring.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> say get, we can start working. The- slime trail tunnel that seems to be our egress hell yeah you yeah. first you yeah go. you first slime here's trail. the cool part i oh, never mind <laughs> i've
2: got a i got a 10-foot pole i can shove you down in it. Mm, ten foot I, pole. I purchased a shovel nice. we could dig that hole out bigger right. and then you know, something comes out i stab it with the shovel and then we can dig with what remains of the stump of the shovel after the acid melts it you know but uh there
1: you go all right so next time possible actual dungeons we'll see if there's actual dungeoneering going on uh next time Let's see what, yeah. they, what they end up doing uh anyways oh uh-huh. another we're not be we're going home. <laughs> 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 it's cold and
4: wet we're going home
3: yeah. we
1: avoid we avoid Bugs. anything interesting we just go back home that's the only way i can say alive. no all I... all I
3: want is another d4 plus one hit points man that's all i want <laughs> just another d4 plus one hit points
1: all right well it was a regardless it was still another great fun session so thank you guys uh once again thanks to all our reviewers for getting us over the hump of 500 subscribers really 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 cool that that happened um so please like and subscribe and all that sort of jazz um and uh we will hope to see you guys next time so everyone have a great week
0: take care